Take it away, Diamond Store Siri. Actually, I usually say that before I start recording. So <laughs> now that's we're going to catch it on the elusive Diamond Store Siri reference on tape. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, right. to yeah. another session of Dungeons and or Dragons. All right. Here is what happened last time. Y'all made your way finally to the Antiquarian, arriving just as the sun started setting over the ocean at this old lighthouse at the sea. You found the Antiquarian to be old and spooky. <laughs> Use a very simple description. And their house was filled with strange incense and fog. You were only able to catch sight of her face, old, wrinkled, and ancient. But her and Lanith were able to make a deal. You all would go pick up a magical violin near the Cartavian Caldera on the volcanic Mount Cartavia, also known as the Forlorn Peak. And in exchange, the antiquarian would put the gauntlet uh, that Lanith is missing into her hands. So equal tit for tat. Uh, to aid you in your journey, the antiquarian gave you all a magical compass that points always towards the violin. So you all teleported back to Corander, got some rooms at a tavern in the Ironheart District called the Fag and Claw, where you had a very, um, very friendly bartender with tuxedo markings named Dun Duncan, the bartender. <laughs> That's right. You all reached out to Nithis in the Astral Sea, who is still bored. And it's still present. <laughs> communicated with Enigma to try to get some help on the situation. Enigma's looking into it. Uh, 88 helped out by giving her a Sudoku puzzle. Okay. A very tough one, but she has plenty of time. Mm -hmm. That evening, Brindley cast a divination asking the god of dreams, Asherian, if any entity is directly guarding the violin. Asherian, being who they are, gave Brindley a dream where she was in her childhood room playing a small violin made of ice. And uh, she played music. She floated outside of her body, becoming a volcano, turning into magma, then ash, then dirt, then soil, then trees. And then her as trees got chopped down and turned into huts with people building them and worshiping a dark tree in the center. Uh, and then you woke I up. mean, a yes or no would take it somewhat to Asherian is like one of those academics that like, you know, can't say yes or no, but has to like yes. write a thesis paper about. I love it. <laughs> uh, the next morning, Lanith went to the library looking for any reference to the Kinderheart, this violin that you all were sent to recover. Uh, and I was only able to find an obscure and ancient dictionary reference to it from civilization long since expired. Uh, and that was, it was a Kinderheart was known as a gift that seems nice, but hollow. Meanwhile, 88 cast legend lore and got a poem telling a story about the Kinderheart and a young youth named Gene who picked it up and tried to begin a revolution, uh, but failed. And it was burned along with the violin. And with all that research out of the way, you all looked at, you know, looked at the roads, pulled up a big map of Spazia and figured out the best optimal route to get to uh, to get to the volcano caldera, would it be through the capital, taking a boat and coming through the east? Would it be going directly from the west? Uh, no, just turn in the clouds and fly there in like a half a day. So, which you did. <laughs> so you you turned in the clouds and flew there in a half a day, landing uh, near the rim of the caldera. From there, you traveled 
using the compass to guide your way and get to the point where you could hear people uh, nearby. At that point, you're strategically retreated, uh, huddled under uh, Brinley's shadow dome. Y'all took a long rest and had a hero's feast just to be prepared for any sort of chicanery that may happen uh, the next day. So the next day, using Pass Without Trace to hide your movements, you all made your way back through the trees and found a large clearing, inside of which is a huge ash-colored willow tree towering over the rest of the trees. Uh, and you saw a dozen or so huts around it uh, and a couple dozen people, uh, half of which were kind of kneeling down and praying to the tree. And it is the 5th of Bright, it is midweek, and that is where we start this session. Um, are they human people or something else? Uh, there's a variety. Um, mix and match. Uh, some humans, some elves, uh, some gnomes, some goblins, uh, maybe an orc too. Just a, a mix. Okay. All harmoniously living together. <clears throat> Um, so you all are kind of in the in the foliage around the clearing, um, observing them. What do you do? I kind of selecting my spells. Oh, real quick, yeah, but I guess before we get started in earnest, um, uh, make sure that you've got your temporary, you're not your temporary, that your max hit points have been adjusted for your temporary max hit points have been adjusted for the Heroes Feast. Uh, and remember that you are immune to poison and have advantage on, I mean, the fright and have advantage on wisdom saves. Is that immune to poison, fear, and have advantage on wisdom saving throws? Yes. And it was 10 extra hit points, I think. Yes. yes. And all wisdom saving throws at advantage. <clears throat> How do we wish to approach? Um, they're all worshiping this tree. I like half of them seem to be like in some sort of, they're kind of on their, they're um, neat, like on the ground prostrate before it. Prostrate? And there's like- Prostrate, sorry. Slip <laughs> of the tongue. Um, in that joke. Do we want to do we want to watch him for a day and see what happens, or do we want to just? Well, no, no, I would have wasted this spell. <laughs> yeah, Hero no, Feast is a very expensive it. spell. It's a very fucking expensive spell. Um, so they're all worshiping this tree. Ugh. I mean, all the huts seem to be built around the trees in particular. Yeah, this their whole existence seems to center around this very large. Unnatural, unnaturally placed willow tree that is here. I mean, we could try asking first, but I don't have a great feeling about how this is going to turn out for these people. <laughs> we really want to get this violin. I can go scout it out if you want and see if. Um... Are you stealthy? Wouldn't Brinley be better? Uh, you all right now have passed without a trace, so um, you all are very stealthy. John just really likes stealthing. <laughs> well, we have to stay close to Brinley to mm. keep the stealth bonus. Yes. Mm. I can also be invisible. That was a surprise it came back when I was no longer dead. 
and he'll be invisible too. And also not invisible, but not really interesting. <laughs> well, it's up to you guys because I'm, I'm just here to help. <laughs> uh, want to go scout it out or you want to just walk in? And as you guys are discussing, the people that are kneeling in front of the tree get up and start to mill about and go about uh go about their day do another group start kneeling to the tree nope is it like morning was it just like the regular time for prayer or whatever yeah that's kind of what you figured it, it's, it's early morning right now these people are obviously just starting to go about their day roughly half are having bagels half are worshiping the tree <laughs> do they have any sort of do we see any sort of like sigils or holy symbols or anything? Roll me a perception check. Can I look for weapons? Mm-hmm. And uh, 20. Uh, you don't see, it's odd. You don't actually see any holy symbols here at all. Um, and uh, what'd you get on your perception check, Gwen? 19. Um, you see like there's some axes like you think would be you know useful for chopping down trees um but they're not wearing swords or anything like that they all appear to be unarmed okay i mean i think we can we don't i don't think we other than the vision last day i don't think there's any there really isn't any reason to think these people are hostile is there no i think we're going to destroy their way of life trying to get this uh violin I don't think this ends well for them at all. <laughs> I mean, they, we could be part of a prophecy that coming to get a... Why don't we just go talk to them? That's what I was thinking, Let's too. just go fucking talk to them. There's, They're obviously not anywhere... I mean, we, we could just blow them to ash <laughs> just by existing in the same space as they do because we're really strong, right? Like, can I roll a perception check? Is there any indication that there's somebody here that could be anywhere near as strong as we are? Rolled insight check. Uh, Gwen, how about you do your... Uh, <clears throat> your 24! Thingy where you figure out if there's any big no. nasty th- potentially things that we don't see. Oh yeah, celestials. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, I can do my divine sense. Yes, divine sense. That was what I was thinking. I will pop a divine sense, but it's 60 feet. I got a 24 on that insight. How far are we from the tree? Um, probably like, a, it's a pretty big clearing. Uh, you're probably like 200 feet from the tree. Okay. So there's nothing within and 60 Is that just, it gets tells you in the seconds? It doesn't last longer, right? Yeah, it's just... Um, you would know anything that's been consecrated or desecrated, uh, if it's uh, celestial fiends or undead. Um, so you you just kind of open your senses to your divine manifestations, and yeah, there's nothing being picked up. All right, just static on that old radio. I'll just give it. I'll just tell everybody. Oh, well, I can. I'll try it near the tree, but when we get near the tree, but nothing seems out of sorts within sixty feet of us. Does a 24 insight grab me anything? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I said yeah, nobody here looks like they're at your, your level. There's mm-hmm. nobody that's carrying any weapons. Nobody, <laughs> nobody look, you know, maybe they're all monks, but <laughs> that would be. Maybe they're all what? Monks. monks. 
Oh, <laughs> but that would be unlikely. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> no, you don't, yeah. You don't see anybody. You don't see like anybody like carrying around like bags of spell components or anything like that. Okay. Well, I mean, do you guys just want to go up and say, Hey, I mean, it sounds better than any other, <laughs> any other thing I mean, we could it, possibly do at this point. It doesn't look like there's going to be much hidden here. It just, it looks like it's just going to be. I think it's deceptive, but yes, let's go. I don't even think it's that, unfortunately. I'm, I'm worried it's deceptive. <laughs> I'm worried it's not, and we're going to ruin these small, simple people's lives. All, all your companions have trust issues here, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just a little twitchy as they look at this pastoral scene. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let's go see what's up. All right, I'll follow you to go. So do you um, drop the pass without a trace or do you like, do you want to try to stealth closer to the tree and reveal yourselves there? It's up to you, Brindley. <clears throat> I think it would be nicer to not do it, but if we stealth, then we can get see if there's anything weird going on in the middle before we make ourselves visible. So well, I guess it's the middle trace. of the day. Pass without a trace. Yeah, let's just, let's just drop it. Because I mean, it's pass without trace, but it's not invisibility, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if one of them sees us, they're well. Gonna... I mean, we could go from like shadows to shadows of the uh, huts and stuff, but yeah. There's a decent chance we'd be seen even if we roll really high. So an 88 doesn't roll high. Oh. <laughs> Not on stealth. <laughs> yeah, so let's drop it and just walk in. Okay. It. Cautiously walk to the center. All right. So you drop the spell and exit the forest clearing. As you get about halfway to the hut, so about let's say 70 or 80 feet in, um, the people start to notice you. Um and there's some excited murmuring uh, and you hear uh, like uh, just this sort of chatter and you see like people like waving people over. Uh, and um, as you do, you, do you keep approaching or do you, uh, as they, okay. So as you, as you get up to the huts, there's about two dozen people, like I said, um, all uh, varying um, uh, races and genders and all that stuff. Uh, just a, wide smorgasbord of people here um and uh one thing you do notice is they're all wearing kind of simple clothing that's all just kind of like a neutral beigey color uh and uh oils and um one of them uh kind of just steps forward and says i'll be uh he's uh he's a tall half orc um Old, probably you'd guess late age, probably getting on elderly. He says, one will come. What? He says, uh, <laughs> everyone's kind of murmurs. And uh, he looks at you, Gwen. And he says, you've come. Uh, I have. Uh, did you expect me? <laughs> he kind of laughs and there's some chuckling around they say well of course you're the, you, it's the prophecy <laughs> well maybe I don't know <laughs> he says we can't he says one will come and he says and then he kind of gestures to everybody and they, they all in unison one will come who can save us all blue of scale though quite small 
<laughs> Accompanying them, metal, fur, and ice. No other will do, only they will suffice. He looks at you and your companions, and he says, this is... He says, it's promising, I'll say that. This is the most promising it's been in some time. I, I kind of look at my friends like, it's right out of a storybook. What are we supposed to save you from? Um, he says, uh, he says, well, he says, uh, let's come on in. Let's get you into the, out from the wilderness. He says, we'll get some chairs. He says, we need to ask you some questions to make sure that you are who you say you are. Or, well, not that you are who you say you are, but more that you are who the prophecy says you are. What's the end goal of this prophecy? What's what happens if this prophecy is true? Well, he's gonna he's gonna save the world. Awesome. <laughs> I've always wanted to. He's gonna be fairy at that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and May I ask where this prophecy came from? He <laughs> says, uh, "Well, of course, the god of time and fate, Dembora." Oh, that's legit. She's the one that led us here. Really? He nods. Hmm. So each of us here had a vision of this tree and an urge to follow to follow it. Hmm. Is that is is Dembora is one of the ones from the like from the calamities yes. in. Okay. <clears throat> huh. All right, well, let's sit and have a conversation. We have lots of questions. I, I, I assume you guys do too. Yeah, we'll follow. <laughs> That's just my general uh, sense of concern coming out. <laughs> I wonder if their vision is anything like yours. Mine? Or, yeah, have I you had a vision too? Were you, were you brought to the tree? Not really. I asked a question and I got an answer. I, I assume it was. He, said, he says we did too. That was that's how we, we were questioning what we wanted to do with our lives. Mm. What oh, purpose I was asking could... questions specifically about this tree. Then I guess saw it. So. <laughs> All right. Bring out the chairs. <laughs> have a combo <laughs> All right. well uh so there's uh there's a couple tables outside that you get the idea they have meals on um there's some chairs around it and uh everybody uh kind of gathers up um and uh the elder the elder kind of the elder I, i'm calling him the elder but that's he isn't really giving you any other name uh sits down hey what's your name <laughs> <laughs> Says, my name is Matthias. What's yours? Matthias. Uh, you can call me Brindley. And more importantly, he looks at you, Gwen. What's your name? Oh, prepare yourself. Hold on, I'm making a, I'm making a note. <laughs> um, my name is uh, Jervis Winston Irwin Nell Larcher, but you can call me Gwen. Is there, any, is there anything? Is there anything in your prophecy about the naming being needlessly confusing? Because that's. Uh, he says, we're going to go through the whole prophecy with you, assuming, assuming you're the person that fits it. Oh, okay. Um, he says, uh, child, go fetch, uh, go fetch um, a chalkboard and a piece of chalk. And one, of the, one of the younger ones runs off into a hut and comes back out with mm -hmm. a, a chalkboard and a piece of chalk and hands it to you, Gwen. 
This must be a complicated prophecy. <laughs> right. Well, you see, you're going to get flowcharts. Is the child's name PowerPoint? No. Uh, he says, well, you see, here's the thing. We want to prove that you are who we think you are, but we also realize how strange and weird this must sound to you all. And so we want to prove we are who we say we are. Okay. A lot stranger a year ago. He says, and so the only way we can do this is we're going to ask questions of Gwen here and have him write down the answers and and then we will read the quatrains and see if they see if they match. It's kind of like the Newlywed Show. <laughs> it is kind of like the Newlywed <laughs> Show, but <laughs> are we doing God libs? Um, so, uh, so you already heard the first quatrain. That one, one will come who can save us all. Blue of scale, though quite small. Accompany them, metal, fur, and ice. No other will do. Only they will suffice. So obviously, you see why. You know, we think that might apply to you, especially with the companions that you have. <laughs> um, though they kind of say, they, they say they were not sure. I mean, metal and fur, but uh, you don't appear to be made of ice. So they say looking at you, Brindley. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Have I seen friends? Or are you normally in your, do you normally have a disguise on? I haven't, no. Oh, okay. So you do look like your picture? Yes. I think the ice is trying to, it's, it's a metaphor. He says, he he says these prophecies often are very metaphorical. That's why they're so hard to confirm or deny. Um, he says, so our first I can qu- shapes 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 of water and ice being like, see, no metaphor ish. Um, they say our first question for you, Gwen, how many times have you lived? And what I want you to do is write the answer on the board and then I will read the quatrain and you can reveal what you wrote. How many times have you really felt alive? <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, lots. Sean, meh. Uh, okay, so I'll write down two. He says, all right, have you written your answer down? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, none of us have seen the answer, but you all over there have seen it. Yeah, he points to you, you companions. I look at the board. <laughs> Though unassuming to behold, they are so brave and so bold. For honor's sake, they paid the price, for they have died once and yet lived twice. Cool. He says, and what's your board say? Do I turn it around? Yeah. It's not like, do you? I am asking you. (laughs) Turn it around and show them. Uh, As you turn around, there's a little bit of a, 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 a gasp and some murmuring from the crowds. I'll turn it back around. Well, that's one. He says, so what does that mean? Did you, have you died? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, they probably don't know about resurrection. Not yeah, how, he says, so if you died, how did you come back? Um, Great. Uh, it was, uh, <clears throat> brought me back uh, with the help of my friends. Uh, but that's impossible. Although resurrection is a, a possible. No, like 50% of people have been resurrected. Something happened. Yeah. She got res- res- resurrected too. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Mostly. Came back a little different, but I mean, I so, came back too, so. 
So I want to know, now that, before we move on, I just want to talk a little more about this. You know, mm-hmm. the, the quatrain says, for honor's sake, you paid the price. What does that mean? <laughs> this is Caitlin, not Lana. Too <laughs> stupid to run away. <laughs> no, I, I, I tried running away. Um, Just had to have that last line is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just gonna mute myself. I don't understand. I don't. I guess I don't understand. Well, I think it it must it must have been when um, oh for God's sake, what's her name? Zori. Um, Zori did try to get me to not pursue her before she killed me. I think. God, that was so long ago. It was like weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Zori. Zori just said. Basically, it came to you with an offer that if you just stop pursuing her and let her get away with what she was doing, that there'd be no quarrel between you two. Yeah, but I can't do that. You reject because that would be wrong. <laughs> then she killed me. <laughs> there's some there's some satisfying nodding around about the, your answers to this. Right. Um, this one you don't need to write down. Um, could you show us your chest? What's oh, on your chest? I have a, a, a discoloration, right? Where I, mm-hmm. where I got killed. I'll show them. Uh, I'll show them my stab mark. I assume you mean this. So our next question. You said you said one named Zora gave you this. Yeah, she's like a cousin Sib thing. Cobalt. <laughs> As you say that, there are some gasps and murmurs. I say, in the dragon shadow, they were born Mary. The mark of family on their chest they now carry. Ah. Well, I do come from a mountain called Dragon Shadow, so. Somebody says, it's a mountain? I thought it was a literal dragon. Well, there was a dragon. It was the dragon's mountain, and then the dragon got killed, and we kind of expanded. Hmm. So she has, does she have this, do we know that she has a similar mark? Was Zori? Zori, yeah. Well, she hasn't. No, this is from her killing you. It's oh, okay. That's that's the wound. Like whenever you get like a mortal blow like that, you, you resurrect. So there's like it leaves a. It doesn't. It never heals all the way. Oops. <laughs> um. Uh. He says, "Um, yeah, actually, Brinley also has a similar mark from where, from where she got stabbed." even on her current form. Hmm. Now, um, our next question is, have you ever slain a dragon? Yeah, we did. And will you write down on the board what color the dragon is? But don't tell us. Why is is Matt laughing? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just... this is turning into think of a number between one and ten. Yeah. Don't tell me. Is your number four? <laughs> so it was a black dragon, right? The one you just killed? Blue. blue. It was blue. Blue. Oh, that's right. Lightning resistance. Hmm? Yes. I, I write down blue on that. So the third quatrain. In the dragon shadow, they were born Mary. 
the mark of family on their chest they now carry. In the face of oppression, a dragon they slew, a worm of some years with whom they shared a hue. Yeah, that makes sense. Great prophecy rhyming so far. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you know it's true. Yeah. And then lastly, was that stone that orbits your head there? Was that a gift from the gods? Yeah, actually. Technically from a bartender. Well, yeah, the bartender to the gods. <laughs> the, god, the gods have bartenders? I, I mean, it's Calamity. Of course she's going to have a bar. Who's, who's this Calamity you speak of? I mean, she's the god of mischief. I I haven't heard of her, but uh, well, <laughs> careful, she might get ticked. <laughs> Blessed by the gods and wielder of the stone. Inside the tree, they must go, no one else on their own. There they will find the tree's living heart, and then their journey will truly start. That is the final quatre. Meaning Gwen must enter the tree alone. Well, that's how we've interpreted it, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I can see death ward on Gwyn. <laughs> we can always all try going in and see what happens. No, no. The prophecy indicated you and you alone. <laughs> because prophecy is always so explicit. <laughs> all right. Well. So how is he going to enter a tree? Um, they say, well, that's, that's the, through the, through the door. Oh, there's a door. Of course I look at the door. tree. Um, uh, they say, well, we'll, we keep it hidden. So you'll have to, we'll, we'll show it to them. But first, before we go in, this is a moment to stay for us. We don't want to just rush it. Uh, uh, I, I think a feast is in order. We are kind of on a tight time schedule. We are on a time schedule. I mean, we did make up a lot of time coming up here. I'm a little hungry. And we did have a we did just have a feast. <laughs> That's true. Did we just have a feast like last night? Yesterday. Yeah, you did it yesterday, so you could get the spell slot back, taking advantage of that 24 hour. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the spell's good for 24 hours, right? Yeah. So we've got until evening. Yes. Yeah, so we're not like on a huge amount of delay. We can have trying to rescue a friend. Probably sooner than later. Um he says, Well, he says maybe that's the maybe that's the start of the journey that the prophecy speaks of. That's all the quatrains we got. That's all that Dinbora gave us. So we're, we're honestly we'd love to hear about what you're planning on doing and how you're gonna save the world. You know, some of us have been out here for more than 60 years. Good Lord. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, we yeah. could probably do like their little their little feast or whatever. What time is it in game? Morning. Um, yeah, it's morning. Like eight or nine, still pretty early. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys got an early start of it. Right. Some of them still have bagels. <laughs> yeah they they sweep the bagels off the table and say no this is not a, this is not a bagel feast they said bust out the meat 
Ooh. Bust out oh, the. I don't like that. Bust out the breads. Bust out. Uh, bust out the uh, the fancy fruit drinks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can we can have a party. I'd love to hear love to hear all about your uh, um, your visions too. <clears throat> um, so uh, people get to work. Um, you see people like. Uh, go into one of the huts and come out with uh, like uh, some like dried meats and um, uh, some fresh game. And um, they start getting some pots, uh, some big pots going with uh, like a stew uh, inside of it. Uh, you see um, smoke start to rise from another hut as somebody's baking some breads to go into an oven. Uh, you see somebody pulling out a large wheel of cheese that has been covered in a protective casing. While they're doing that, I want to go closer and check out the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'll go with Anything that. that seems sort of unnatural, besides the fact that there's a little tree here. <laughs> um, roll me a perception, like an investigate check, I guess. Not a nature check? Uh, I'll let you do a nature check, yeah. And can I go with... And nope, do- natural one. No, <laughs> no. Can I go uh, closer and do my divine sense thing on the tree? Yeah. Yep. I'd like to talk to the main guy whenever I'm going to, based on my assurance that, you know, my belief this is a pretty legit tree, I'm going to reach out and knock on the wood and say hello as I cast Speak with Plants. Mm. <laughs> hey, 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 Brinley, what happens whenever we <laughs> telepath strange things? I'm not telepathing. Um, I'm letting them talk. It just it just brought to mind skulls that we finally. Um, all right. Well, we'll come to that uh, in a moment, ah! Brindley. Uh, oh dear. When uh, uh, Gwen, you were what were you doing? Oh, divine sense. Yeah, it's static. There's nothing, nothing of the celestial fiend or undead nature around here. Nothing hallowed or anything like that. Okay. Um, and then Nith or Lanith, you said you were uh, going to talk to the elder. Yeah. What's his name? He told us Ma- his name. Matthias. Right? Yes. Matthias. Yep. So Matthias. Um. um one second. Then eighty-eight. What are you doing? I don't know. Just <laughs> just standing there. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you you go. Okay. So we'll we'll start with you, uh, Lanith. You're. Uh, um, yeah, Matthias. What are you guys going to do once the tree? After this prophecy thing is done, what's your next plans? He says, uh, well, that's a good question. He says, you spend your whole life preparing for a prophecy. You never actually think it might arrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, I don't know. We might. Li- it's it's peaceful, peaceful glade here. We might just live our days out here. Is this glade <laughs> on the elevation level for habitation? Or is this a magical sort of thing? Uh, no, because you're in the tree line. So we are in the tree line. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so, you, you had to go through woods to get here so okay so were you born here he says oh no i, I made the pilgrimage here about 50 years ago oh okay he says uh he says i uh i come from somewhere else one sec <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says uh i come from share of all okay uh he says um he <laughs> says then i got the call and Okay. He says, uh, left behind my job. He says, I was a, I was a blacksmith previously. 
He says, never thought, never thought this would be my life. Well, I tell you what. And as you, as he's talking to you though, he's like watching Gwen the whole time. Like mm-hmm. just like, you, and if let's go roll an insight check. <clears throat> insight. Oh, me or her? I thought, sorry. Uh, oh. Sorry, Atlanta, Atlanta. Uh, he just, uh, he's looking at um, Gwen almost in disbelief, like that he, you can't believe that he's here. Well, I mean, if you guys decide to leave here, um, I'll, uh, you know, pending surviving whatever's going on with this tree thing, um, in 30 days, I'll, uh, I'll request that somebody come check on y'all. Because I'm sure there's going to be some of you that, you know, don't want to stay on the top of the mountain away from every single convenience in life now that your prophecy is over. So that's that's fair. He says, though, I think we've all come to it's a community here. It's, we yeah. all admire and respect each other. Yeah, two days ago I was attacked by a sea monster, so. He says, that's weird. Why are you it telling is. me that? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking weird. So, you know, the roads aren't getting any safer and you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, my man. Same. Are the woods dangerous? <laughs> yeah. You you came here 50 years ago and it wasn't dangerous? He says no, Dembora got in my way. He says <laughs> I, I encountered plenty of game and and uh, had no problems. Hmm. Huh. Maybe I need to pray more. Nah. Okay. <laughs> 30 days. I'll make sure somebody from the spire checks on y'all. Pending my alive status after this is all involved and done. <laughs> I appreciate you checking back in. That's awfully neighborly of you. He says, are you from uh, are you from the island? From Spazia, does he mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm from um, Corander. Oh. I actually trained in the, at the Spire. Oh, wow. From the Spire, he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always heard good things about you over there in Cherival. Mm-hmm. I clap him on the shoulder and um, sit down. <laughs> he says, is your friend over there talking to the tree? Yeah, she likes plants a lot. So that's weird. None of us have ever gotten it to talk to us. Well, she has a thing. <laughs> she has a thing with plants. Do you know what a druid is? Uh, he says, "Well, I've heard of them." Uh, and as as you as you explain to him more about what druids are, we're going to cut over to uh, Brindley. Poor choices. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. good choices. <laughs> it shouldn't be one or the other. <laughs> All right. So you cast speak with plants. Yes. All right. What do you what do you what do you say? I just said hello. Hello. Um, I hadn't really thought this far ahead yet. <coughs> How are you? It is a pleasant day. The wind is blowing through my willows. Yeah. Um, I hear you have a door. What is up with that? What's the door? Trying to put this in a way that's not going to sound dirty. <laughs> Uh, 
Gwen, what should I ask the tree? Um, All right, if my friend goes inside you, will you kill him? The tree says, uh, oh, the hollow, if he goes in my hollow? (laughs) Yes, if he goes in your hollow. No, I wouldn't want to kill anyone. Okay. Is there anything inside of your hollow that may feel otherwise? I mean, the hollow goes to my heart. What? What is at your heart? What's at your heart? I'm not sure I can answer that. Flesh and witty stuff? Well, probably flesh and witty stuff. Ask, 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 ask about the, ask about a violin. Do you know what a violin is? I'm afraid I don't. Could you describe it to me? Yes. I pull out my violin. It doesn't have eyes. It's a tree. (laughs) (laughs) It is an instrument. It makes music. It's made, usually made out of wood and some metal pieces, right? Violins have metal pieces on them, right? Uh, strings. No, actually, I don't have any metal pieces. No metal. Oh no, the all. little twisty knobs. The okay. twisty knobs are metal. Yeah. And string and tension. Horn and ivory and stuff too. So. Yeah. And oh, I think this one might be icy. You know, ice. The cold, yes. We get. I freeze over sometimes when the cold comes. Yeah, well, that's because you're a type of tree that's not really supposed to be here, and I find that curious. (laughs) Why am I not supposed to be here? Well, you tend to like different weather, different types of trees, like different places. They grow better there, but you seem to be growing fine here, except for full discoloration. Oh. Should I you know move? how you came to be here? Can you move? I don't think I can, but should I? No, you seem like you're fine. I was just wondering if you knew how you came to be here. I, I grew here. Mm-hmm. I've always yeah. been here. Always been here. Do you have any friends when you first started growing here? It was lonely for a long time. And then they came. All the people in the town? And they sang songs. And it was nice. Okay. You're not evil or anything. What's evil? You don't want to like hurt anyone or feel malicious at all. I don't understand how would I, what is hurting people? No, if they climb up in your hollow and then die. (laughs) Um, Causing pain. Like when I freeze? Mm -hmm. I would not want anyone to freeze. That's good. Oh, he's not gonna freeze you. 
blood, so that's nice. Well, that's a plus. Do you have a name? I, what is a name? Something you call yourself, or something other people call you. Sometimes they're different, sometimes they're the same. I do not. Would you like to give me one? No, I'm not good at that. Um, at this point, Elder Matthias kind of has walked over, uh, having learned what a druid is, and he says, um, are you speaking to the tree? Mm-hmm. He's very polite. Uh, will, will you let it know that we love it? Uh, yeah, tree, everyone says they love you. Oh, do you have a name for the tree? It doesn't have a name for itself, but I'm not good at doing names. Oh, no, we've always just called it the tree, but uh, I guess maybe we should think of one. I mean, it's up to you. It says maybe we'll, 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 we'll workshop it over our, over our feast. Okay, sounds good. They're going to suggest some names for you. Um, hopefully it'll come up good. Okay. Yeah, so uh, you don't seem like you're evil, so that's probably good. Um, the this the compass is like pointing at the tree, right? Like if you move oh, yeah. around the tree, yeah, no, it is, it is, okay. it is exclusively to the it's center of the It's not like a tree. giant willow red herring. <laughs> that would be a real dick move of me, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to have some food uh, and then we're going to come back and visit with you a little bit. And I guess Gwen's going to go in your hollow and look for this uh, violin, if that's okay with you. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye, Tree. Bye. I end the spell. I think most successful inanimate object conversation, full stop ever, all three <laughs> campaigns. A plus. Uh, well, he's not going to try to kill you. So there's nothing inside him. He doesn't think that will try to kill you. He seems a little bit uncertain, but not like super uncertain. It's more like I never really thought about it before, but nothing springs to mind. Um, he doesn't know what a violin is, but you know it's in there. And he doesn't have a name, but they're going to come up with him for him. He seems pretty nice. He says he won't, he'll be, he won't like try to kill you if you go inside of him. Uh, he calls it his hollow, which is weird, but okay. <laughs> That's what you're hung up. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for bringing up the idea of the tree killing me. <laughs> well, I, want, I think you don't want to go in and be like, it's waiting for somebody to go inside so to kill them. Had you, know? you not thought that there was a possibility of that, you know, being oh, a whole. But I thought that was like a really big thing. There's going to be some kind of trial in there, I'm pretty sure. That's how prophecies work. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, this is no bad vibes coming at least obvious bad ones at the moment um so i say go ahead and go for it <laughs> did you did you uh 
Did you inside check, check the tree? <laughs> no. That would no, be a first. No, he's up and up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm pretty stoked about this whole thing. I think. Um, so, uh, as you, uh, after a little time, the uh, the people lay out a feast in front of all of you. Now, you just had a hero's feast the night before, so this one's a little mediocre by comparison because <laughs> most of their meat is game, and you know most of the things they you know eat are gathered in the woods. So, but uh, they they did the best they can, and they clearly put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, yeah, it's literally not created by the gods, so you know it's not going to stack up. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's like a, it's basically like a, a, a nice stew with uh, some fresh baked bread, and that's and uh, and some like non-alcoholic fruit juice. All right. Okay. Uh, and so uh, they all gather around the table. Uh, and they pull up some extra chairs from inside oh, of some of the huts. So um, all 28 of you are sitting around this long table. Uh, and uh, Elder Matthias says, well, I just want to thank Dembora for finally giving us the answer. And I want to thank you all for making your way here. Oh. Thank you for having us and this lovely food. <laughs> Cheers, uh, I guess. And so yeah. they all tuck into their stew and bread. I would, I would ask it, you know, just kind of idle chit chat throughout the, throughout the feast to, for them to describe their, um, the prophecy that brought them here. Mm -hmm. See if it's kind of consistent among the whole group. Yeah, basically they all describe this similar, the similar, you know, details are slightly different, but basically they have these. Uh, recurring vivid dreams of this tree in the woods uh, and, and uh, just a, com a compulsion to seek it out. Uh, and um, when every, uh, when they arrived, uh, each of them, when they arrived and put their hand on the tree, they heard the four quatrains in their head. So. And it was the first, when was the first person 60 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Do I know anything about that time period? Um, Does anything jump out at me about that? Uh, no, okay. uh, especially especially not in a country that's on the other side of the world from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, I imagine if it was something serious, it would be some kind of a large event. But no. Um, so uh, during the dinner, um, uh, the uh, the child uh, who is a, a human girl, probably about eleven or twelve years old, uh, had made a point of sitting next to you, eighty eight. Uh, and she's eating her dinner. She just looks up. She's like, "What's it like being made of metal?" Ah, you're getting, you're getting the plucky treatment. <laughs> In what regard? Well, I, I made a skin, and like, like if you stub your toe, does it hurt? Not really. That must be nice. She says, "One time I stubbed my toe, and it hurt real bad for like a week." I can imagine. She says, I notice you're not eating or drinking. She says, uh, do you not have to eat or drink? No, I do not. What if you wanted to? 
then I could. Uh, her her parent kind of leans over and says, "Hush, child, you're bothering him." Uh, she says, "Am I bothering you?" No. I'm not bothering him. Uh, she says, "So did you really fight a dragon with with Quinn?" Yes. Was it scary? A little bit. Um, <laughs> she says, "I hear that dragons fly in the air and breathe fire. Did it fly in the air and breathe fire?" This one breathed lightning. Just whoa! It's like better fire. She says, are you and Gwen going to save the world? If it needs saving, then I hope we will be able to. She says, um, where'd you get your stones? He points to the ion zone, if that's what she means. Yeah. That. They were a gift from the gods. What keeps them up there? Like they're just floating around in a circle. Magic. Cool. You think I could get an ion stone someday? Maybe. How'd you get yours? It was a gift from the gods. She thinks about that. She says, "Well, maybe, maybe if you know, since we're all here for the god work, maybe, maybe the god will give us one too." Perhaps. Um, I want to ask Matthias a question while we are still eating. Yes. Oh, okay. I can do it. <laughs> um, so, do you happen to know about, it's probably Kinderheart, right? Mm-hmm. Kinderheart violin? Yeah, who are you asking yourself? Matthias. He says, um, no, what's that? It's an instrument. Um, we're just kind of looking for it. We heard it was in your tree. Hmm. He says, um, I guess there could be a violin in there. Um, none of us have ever been in. Okay. You never hear like creepy music coming from it at night or anything like that. He says, no. We, we sing songs at the tree, but that's about it. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess you don't know anything about it. That's probably good. He says, uh, Can I inside check him? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, 11 plus whatever inside 920. Uh, you detect a, a plain, honest nature about him. Cool. Um, you get the idea that one of his bonds is is this tree. <laughs> um, uh, he says, "Well, uh, if it's in there, maybe it's maybe Dembora meant Gwen to have it. I don't know. That's he does like violence. Not very good with them yet, though. I'm okay. What what uh, can you can you sing your songs so I can see if I can learn them?" Oh, he says, sure, sure. Uh, and he uh, 
has everybody sing a, a song about the tree together. It uh, <laughs> it's not very good. Whatever that song is, <laughs> gold tree, my lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like there is a tree. It's a great big tree. We really love the tree. It's big. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna uh, you know stay with the tree until the prophecy comes and then stay with it after that I, it's it's a really just it's the rhyming structure is really bad <laughs> these are these are not trained they seem to think there are inner rhymes in it but there's really just doesn't work out you have to pronounce the words a little weird <laughs> uh their their slant rhymes have slanted so far that they've just they're just flat rhymes at this point <laughs> um yeah so they, they play you a very uninspiring song but they all seem they all seem to be into it very nice. Good enthusiasm. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, we're pretty proud to keep up with that. None of us, none of us were really poets or musicians or anything like that back in our real lives. <laughs> oh. um, so uh, is there anything else you want to do uh, after eating your breakfast or your feast, your breakfast? Yeah. I don't think so. Not for me. So. Yeah. Um, show us to the door um yeah yeah we can do that uh he leads you over to the tree uh, i assume the rest of you follow mm -hmm. um <sighs> and uh, uh there's a part where there's some moss growing on it and he pulls the moss off uh, <clears throat> and then there's a piece of wood that's clearly been carved to kind of look like the tree but it's obviously not uh, he pulls that off, uh, and you just see a hole, uh, small, uh, small-sized hole um, that you have to. You unfortunately can't even stand up in. You have to. You would have to crawl into. Can eighty-eight get through it? He's so big. Well, no, only Gwen's only going. Gwen's going. Oh shit! I thought there was like an option. Good luck. Gwen, Gwen had to go yeah. alone. Are you sure you're okay with that? Gwen? Yeah, I mean. Well, in 88, you were going to help him out, right? Guess Death Ward, yeah. I did, yes. Oh, I'll yes. give him a, a die of bardic inspiration just in case. How do you How do you think that looks? Just uh, like a pat on the back and a go get him? Or... <laughs> Man, I didn't flesh out this character at all. <laughs> I had plans, but they never fucking happened. So yeah, go get him. <laughs> she slapped him on the butt. Yeah, go get him, Sam. Get in there. Um, we're, all, we're all counting on you. <laughs> there was no fleshing out of this character at all. I'm just all right. for that death ward thing. <clears throat> I'd say don't worry about it for now. If it comes up, we'll look it up then. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you um? Do you uh, crawl into the tree? Yeah, I think I, I, I think I would. All right. So you get down on your hands and knees, uh, and um, on the soft kind of that uh, soft kind of mulchy soil that trees usually have under them. <laughs> Although, uh, as I as I'm kind of like advancing a little bit, I, I I stop for just a second and I unbuckle my bag of holding and and hold it up to eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. not wrong. Lessons learned. Yeah, yeah, you you learn a lesson. Listen, and then you... Our asses in this place in the first place. 
All right. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> Amanda's going to run and get her food. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, you crawl in. Um, you, uh, yeah, feel the, um, the kind of, I guess, loamy soil kind of give way to like a harder, kind of like that kind of like, you know how wood gets in a tree when it gets kind of old and aged and just kind of soft. Uh, and much to your surprise, the hole goes in for about five feet and then it goes up. Hmm. Uh, wow. And so uh, you start climbing. Uh, roll me an athletics check. <laughs> Can I do acrobatics instead? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> this is this one has to be athletics, unfortunately. Ooh, Eleven. All right. Uh, you start. You start like it's hard to get like handholds or anything like that. Uh, it's a smooth wood, uh, but you start climbing, kind of bracing your back against the wall to get leverage. Uh, slowly, um, uh, you climb and climb until. You're pretty sure you're maybe, it's hard to tell because you're enveloped in this complete darkness, uh, which also makes it harder to climb. Uh, but you feel like you're perhaps 80, 90 feet up. When finally you feel a ledge uh, that you pull yourself up on um, and you find yourself, and you've got dark vision, right? Yeah. Uh, and so you find yourself on these rings uh, inside the tree, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of rings, um, of this very wide tree. Uh, and uh, as you get up on this ledge, you see there's a another um, kind of uh, pit in the center that you have to climb down into. Hmm. Okay. Uh, do you start climbing down or do you use a rope or what do you do? Um, <laughs> well, unfortunately, all my shit is in my bag, my bag of holding. So, um, I will just climb down. All right. Roll me another athletics check. Ooh, natural 20. All right. You have no, uh, feeling confident. You have no problems, uh, climbing down, uh, down further and further. Until, based on your internal sense, you feel like you've climbed down further like, than the ground level. Well, at least it's not a maze. Um, <laughs> and then you get to a point where you need to turn left or right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, and after a while of climbing, uh, you find yourself in this chamber. Um, and uh, in this in this chamber, um, uh, just on a naturally occurring uh, platform on the bottom of the in the bottom of this chamber, uh, you see a tiny, well, not a small violin, perfectly sized for somebody of your stature. Uh, the wood is a burnt black. Uh, there is a large pale line that runs through it, kind of. Uh, not perfectly down the center, but kind of off center. Um, uh, and uh, there's a, a matching bow next to it. And I don't, I don't remember, but I'm guessing the answer is yes. Did, 
did um, the antiquarian tell us not to play it? No. Because oh. I have a feeling that that would be Glenn Gwen's impulses. Um, In the middle of a tree, you're going to play where you got to crawl through. You're going to play this violin. Yeah, a little bit. Gwen <laughs> <laughs> is a simple creature. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I will. Uh, I will reach out to pick it up and see if anything happens when I do. Uh, you pick it up. The violin feels um, kind of warm and smooth in your hands. Uh, uh, do you play it? Yeah. Got to test the acoustics in here. Yeah. I mean, all right. I, I I've added it to your inventory if you want to see what it does. Um. Refresh. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, roll me a performance check. I think it, so this requires a Attunement. So I think I, this would be before I attune to it. Um, or do I attune to it first, and then you'd attune to it first. Um, what do you want to unattune? I don't have anything else. I have a scimitar of speed is the only attunable thing that I have. You have a this iron stone of reserve and the cloak of protection. Those are all attunable. Are they? Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, the hell! You go to the inventory and click on the attunement tab. Why is the ion stone not showing up on that tab? I see it when I look at it. All right, let me try refreshing again. Um, oh, do I have to have it equipped? I equipped it for you. Show it on the. Oh, there it is. Okay, that's equipped now. Okay, so yes. go ahead and roll me a performance check. Sorry. It's <laughs> crawling into the tray, pick up the can't even stand on the tree. Magic no, violin. No. You're gonna fucking play it. You were you were talking to a tree not 15 minutes ago. What so. kind of song do you play, Gwen? Oh Lord, this is gonna end poorly for you. <laughs> I think I would play um something happy from my childhood. Right. Like a favorite uh, favorite childhood song. Um, you know, you've been doing violin lessons with uh, Brindley, and it's been hard, say the least, to pick it up pick up this instrument. Uh, but you know, you've been practicing slowly, but you know, you, you still don't feel confident on it. However, when you pick up the bow and start to play, it feels as if you've been playing your whole life. Uh, and with your twenty five total, uh, you um, play this childhood tune that was a dance song that made you happy. Meanwhile, outside the tree. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, you all, Gwen went in. It's been about 40 minutes. Uh, no screaming, no crushing noises. So, you know. um, And then after about 40 minutes, you hear this most beautiful sound that you've ever heard. Just this happy, uh, happy kind of dance song, like kind of peppy, folky dance song. Uh, sounds just comes out of the tree. Um, 
and everyone, all the all the people that have gathered the watch just kind of turn to each other. They uh, they they are confused, but they assume that it's a good development, so they just kind of start dancing along to it. What do the three of you do? I do not I dance. Feel compelled to dance at all? No, no, it's no, it's not a compulsion. Okay, it's not that kind <laughs> of violent. I think we can be confident that Gwyn is alive. Yeah, probably, unless something's playing violin over his dead body. Um, oh, Alder Matthias no. just says, "Do you feel anything with your death ward?" I don't know when it's used. Uh, Alder Matthias is just like, "Wow, I've never, never heard the music like that. I've never heard any music come from the tree before. That's, I don't know what's going on in there, but it sounds real happy." All right. I believe so, the kobolds refer to this type of music as a hoedown. Oh. <laughs> I okay. love it. A plus, plus, Matt. Everyone, put, put your hose down and dance to this. Ooh, <laughs> All right. So, um, what do you, okay, so when you play it, it it's amazing. All right, well, then I will, um, I will begin climbing out. All right. Uh, oh, 40 minutes, the music stops and people kind of go back to tentatively watching the hollow. Uh, and uh, after about another 40 minutes, uh, you see a slightly dirtier, but otherwise no worse for the well, where Gwen come out. Uh, and on his back is a, uh, or maybe in his hand, I don't know how you're holding it. Uh, you see this, this violin as described. Guys, this is a really, really good violin. Really? Sounded very good from out here. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. You can hear that? Yes. It's one of my favorite childhood songs. Can you, can you give up the violin? I mean, yes, but I don't know if I should. What do you Why mean? Why do you believe not? You should not. Well, I think we should try to figure out what the will of Demora was to bring us here before we give away the thing that she brought us here to get. What other reason would you have had to come here? Huh? What other reason would you have ever had to come with me in particular to this particular place? Oh, I have no idea, but the gods brought us here. We should at least make sure we should give this thing away. Maybe you're just like a godly errand boy. <laughs> That'd be fine. I That's kind of like my whole existence. So I, I have a shorter term question. Mm -hmm. Can I play the violin? Can you hand it to me so that I can play it? Sure. Fantastic. Uh, hand it over. I will go ahead and unattune something. Because I once I touch it, I know that it needs to be attuned, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to add it to your inventory so you can see what it does. Okay. I'm going to unattune my rhythm maker's drum. So I've added it to your equipment. Okay. So I'll have to... My computer won't stop being a bitch. Okay. I just had to refresh to get it, let's see here. 
There it is. <laughs> now it's occurring to Sean. We've never insight checked Lanneth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I will equip it and I will play. Um, I will play a, a song meant for um, preparing for battle. Hmm. All right. Um, did it actually do the thing it was supposed to do? Do you know, is that normally your performance? Um, I don't know. It, it did on me. Yeah. Performance? Oh. oh um, <laughs> Oh, my rhythm maker's drum might be equivalent to that. Mm. Oh, expertise. Um, I think is maybe. Uh, oh no, that's. It, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have expertise. Oh, that's no, perception and intimidation. Hold on, let, I un I unattuned it. Let me see if it did it. Uh, performance. It should should add no. your proficiency bonus to your performance. Well, that's already added, I think, because I'm a specific kind of bard. I think. Well, I'm just going to, what's your proficiency bonus? Plus uh, four. So I'm just going to add a miscellaneous skill bonus. So there you go. For, for, for this all important, <laughs> be refreshing, okay. for this all important one-time use. There you go. <laughs> all right, let me just, I refreshed again. Oh, I keep going to the wrong page for everything. Woo! <laughs> Roll for performance. Oh, it's a 36 motherfuckers. Y'all ready to go to war. You ready to go to war with me? Um, 36. Yeah, you guys have never heard Lanneth perform, but uh, she picks up this violin and uh, <laughs> like practically like motivates you to march off to war with this rousing, uh, just this rousing kind of uh, battle march that she belts out on the violin. Uh, Three it is it is it is of sublime uh uh quality like easily the easily like heavenly in its performance thanks so it was what like a um just a bonus to doubles your proficiency bonus mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean it's real fucking cool i prefer drums but I mean, it's not also going to like make my life better by its existence. So I hand it back. I'm like, eh. I didn't, I'm kind of slack jawed looking at it like, wow, you did good. <laughs> Both me or the violin? You. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very good at fighting. <laughs> um, so, uh, Elder Matthias, so now what? Uh, Y'all going to stay the night or? Yeah, I think we could stay the night. Yeah. It's like midday now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's getting to be like mid-afternoon. Though, of course, you could also just, you know, tree walk back to Grander or, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess or, or gaseous form back or. You could tree walk back directly to the antiquarian because friendly st studied a tree there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it's up to you guys. What do you want to do? Um, I'm so nervous about this thing, so I think getting rid of it as fast as possible might be the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. I think we should check with 
Dembora? Or I mean, who did you? You got a, you? you got a cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we did a um. Oh, what is it? It's not speak with gods. It's divination. Like, divination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it, when I had learned it to do it. I mean, um, this whoever prepared it. it. Yeah, is just gonna be able to enhance themselves. It's, it doesn't seem like it's any more special than any other musical instrument in the hands of a, an, ex, a, an extreme professional. Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> it is an incredibly powerful magical item. <laughs> so, yes. Like, I know that it's, like, super magical, but it's not, like, going to turn the hearts of enemies to be friends type of thing. It's not going to possess people. Did I get the impression that it was going to possess people? You haven't seen Can it. Can I but... borrow that? Glenn? Hmm? What, the, the kinder art? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay. I want to play it and try to possess one with <laughs> Okay. <laughs> try what? <laughs> play a song and I feel like it would possess one. All right. Um... I'm, I'm not going to do the whole. I'm not going to do the whole transfer thing. So, spoiler: the Kinderheart doubles your proficiency bonus for performance checks. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, so uh, you don't even have proficiency in performance, though. Prince. No. <laughs> so, go ahead and roll performance check and try to try to possess Quinn. <laughs> Natural twenty. Oh wait, oh, hold nice. on. Nice. Oh, uh, actually, you can't. You can't use it. It's a small violin that only can be used by oh, uh, s- small creatures or children. Uh, so I couldn't have used it you, either. We'll just retcon that one. They so said that you, you were able to do it, but yeah, it's okay. It's uh, too small for your hands, Brindley. I apologize. I, you you were I, a professional and you could use it. Use your nails, <laughs> your claws. Then I'm going to look at it. Mm-hmm. Does it have like blood in any crevices? <laughs> Uh, you you give a, a one so you do a, a CSI like black light on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, were you, were you were you here when I described it? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't notice any blood on it. Uh, there's no like sinister writing and in, infernal anywhere that you can see. <laughs> um, the uh, wood on the outside is blackened, but you can kind of see like some of the wood on the inside is like a kind of the same color as this willow tree. Um, you get the idea. It's probably its natural color, uh, um, but yeah, there's nothing, nothing, uh, nothing infernal or evil on it that you can find. <laughs> and Deborah, much... she's the god of time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I have any insight as to what this sort of instrument might mean to Deborah? Since technically, I would worship her. I don't worship. worship. Uh, roll me a religion check. I I will kind of. It's a weird question, but I will give you some sort of answer. <laughs> it was almost a nineteen, but it stead and landed on a one. I'm gonna use my inspiration because I'm curious. Hopefully, I get better than a one. Oh no, a three. That's great. So that's <laughs> six. Okay. Uh, you know what? Then Bor is the god of time and fate. So you know, sometimes people like like your experience in in the in the. Uh, you know, extra planar temple, like that's Dembora, like testing people because Dembora is worried about things that are to come. 
Mm-hmm. Dimbora's gonna Dimbora. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> does um does detect magic do uh like reveal the relative strength of the magic? Uh, I've always kind of run it that way. Blinded by the light. You're gonna you're gonna detect magic on it? Um, no, I was just gonna suggest that to anybody if they were curious about the power level. Of this so while y'all are just kind of like fiddling with this violin and like looking at it, like these people are just kind of like handing it back and forth to each other, standing around, just kind of awkwardly, un- like just waiting for something to happen. I think. Do you have any? You have any follow-up prophecies that have any of you had while you were here? Uh, Elder Mathias says, no, just those four quatrains. Yes. He says, yeah, uh, future's in your hands, I guess. You're at the start of your journey. Because I guess that's the tree's living heart. Oh, how's the tree? Mm. Brindley, is the tree okay? Can you tell it thank you? Uh, sure, I guess. Speak with plants. Um, nice tree, how are you doing? Uh, there is no response from the tree. Oops. Tree. <laughs> He's doing great. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> I guess roll a deception check, Bradley, because somebody is inciting you. <laughs> 30 20. Oh, that's great news. I was um 22. <laughs> plus seven, yeah. A lie plus the bullshit to back it up. <laughs> well then, if there is no reason to delay further, I would very much like to return this to the antiquarian and get the gauntlet so that we can rescue Nithis. Sorcerer born in the astral sea. Help me. I'm very, I'm very uneasy about doing this out without checking in with some god first. Is there a way for you to check in with yours? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we could go to sleep for take uh, after a long rest. I could try to commute or uh, do divination, but. I don't know if it's going to be that helpful. Yeah, I don't have anything that I can... If we really want to, we can wait until morning. I mean, this isn't a weapon of mass destruction. And we don't have any power as to who it goes to unless you guys are willing to abandon your friend on the Astral Sea. Because the only way I'm getting the ability to... (laughs) Well, I'm... I'm just hoping that the answer is yes, we gave you this thing in order to get your friend back. When have you ever gotten a clear answer from a god? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> That's true. But... When has a god ever said, oh no, it's fine. You're fine. Go ahead. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chalik did say good work. So, or I forget exactly what he said. <laughs> Chalik gives you a thumbs up. Calamity <laughs> gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> now, uh, FYI, Dimbora. Not that kind of God. No, nah, it's the deeper you get in, the more confusing and convoluted it is. Doctor Strange shit. 
I mean, my concern is only that it's going to be used by whoever gets it next to fuck something up, and then we're going to have to clean that up. But I mean, it's not impossible, but yeah, I mean, yeah, even leaving it, if we just left it here, somebody else wrote it, I didn't screw things up. So, what's the big deal? Yeah, I mean, realistically, if I took that violin and decided to put my mind to evil, man, I could make a mess. I mean, somebody's looking for it for a reason, but why should we be bothered? Yeah. <clears throat> if we are not taking the violin then we should leave and find another means of reaching the astral plane oh. I'm up for taking the violin well I think yeah I think we should take the violin I think we just just have a rest and, and do divination tomorrow okay. just to make sure we're not doing something bad by giving the violin to the antiquarian I, I think that your your hope to get a clear answer on anything is <laughs> not going to happen in any way, shape, or form. But in uh, the meantime, Gwen uh, brainstorms some other ways to get astral sea again. Yeah, so I guess um, we can talk about what we know of Nithis's, um situation. Does Lanith have any experience with that underworld at all? Um, let me just look at the handout I gave you. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't think the underworld, you've, you've been to the city of the dead god, but, um, uh, I don't think you've been to the underworld there. Um, do I have any contacts that I'd be able to rely on? Yes, they're listed in your, your handout. Oh, thanks. Sorry. Well, we do know an ancient vampire. They might be able to help us. Which one is the ancient vampire? Near um, Drith. Um, what's Lucia, name? my friend. Lucia. Yeah. Why would Lucia yeah. know anything? She Well, I mean, she's been around a while. She might know someone who can travel between planes. It can't be many. Well, I thought you were saying she might know something about the violin. Do you want to give up violin. on this whole quest and go start something else? No. <laughs> no, if there's another, I mean, if we get a bad answer from the gods, then... Then yes, he wants to give up and go do something else. Well, no, AD says we get, we get to find another way to get to the astral plane, so doesn't that require someone who can travel between planes? So Lucia would be able to tell us who could travel between planes, maybe. Um. I mean, eighty-eight. If you feel if you feel like that strongly that we should just go immediately, then I'll I'll rely on your good judgment. If this is being held captive, it has been for the last few days. I would like to free her as soon as possible. Thank you, ADA. <laughs> <laughs> this also wants to be free. <laughs> Caitlin's done playing a bar. 
Where's the fireballs? She says. No <laughs> it's a legitimate question. Like if I was, if I had made this character with the intention of playing a whole campaign, I'd care more. But I didn't. <laughs> I really fucking didn't. <laughs> and then, like, so fast, I was like, why bother? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are you guys gonna do? Um, I, we can go now, or we can. Do you, do you want to go now, or do you want to stay overnight in divination? I I will I will bow to ADH wisdom if if we want to go immediately and, and give this over to the antiquary. ADH is chewing, so we'll it'll it'll take a moment. ADH is chew imposter. <laughs> I feel like I've made my position on this clear. He's chewing it over. All right, well, let's go. All right, then we'll go immediately. And we're going to open a tree and walk through it. All right. You uh, find yourself, uh, do you say goodbye Hi, to the people? I was yeah. going to say, do you yeah. say goodbye to the people? I, I, I talk to Matthias and say, hey, yeah, 30 days, we'll see what's up. All right. Um, Take a care with the tree. I hope we can save the world. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a half second. Take care of the tree. <laughs> so mean. I love it. Uh, so you uh, actually, do you walk through this tree? Like, no, I don't want to walk through <laughs> that one. Just in case it goes away. <laughs> All right. So you uh, you pick a nice tree that's not this tree, and you'll walk through it. Uh, and are immediately confronted by the sound of the ocean as you find yourself on that cliff face. Uh, and uh, you see the lighthouse ahead. Turn to them and I'm like, yeah, so uh, Gwen, you killed the tree. Comes <laughs> <laughs> right out with it. Oh my God, I love it. What'd you say? Gwen killed the tree. That's not great. Mm-mm. Can you... Can you talk to the violin the way you talk to the tree? No, because it's not a plant. Have you tried? I mean, no, but because it's not a plant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not talk to wardrobes or talk to stop signs. <laughs> talk to stuff that was once plants. Yes. <laughs> well, I feel bad about that. All right, let's go give this weird lady a smile and give us a sorcerer. All right, so um, yeah, so you uh, walk down uh, the lighthouse, not as impressively backlit by the sunset this time as the sun's still open to the sky. It's been a little less than two days since you were here last, so pretty, pretty familiar. Um, uh, as you guys get there, you see that the tide is in. Um, it seems to be receding. So you, you have a, you have to wait like a couple hours for the tide to recede for you to be able to get to the lighthouse. Uh, is there anything you do while you're waiting? <laughs> Rock this cat like a baby. Yeah. Uh, um, Play sad songs on the Kinderheart for a while. No, that's going to happen <laughs> once and Lanith is going to step the hell in. <laughs> I'm not going to be on this coastal area crying about shit. 
Listen, maybe we don't play with the violin too much. We don't want to get too involved in whatever's going to happen. <laughs> Big baby. Big baby. All right. So, um, so you just kind of noodling around on the Kinder Heart. Um, yep. 88, what about you? Just uh, finds a piece of driftwood and starts whittling. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Brindley? I have a snack. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Did you say you snack? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after a little bit, uh, the water retreats uh, and the bridge forms again to the lighthouse. Um, and I'm assuming you all climb down the perilous steps and cross it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All right. After a few moments, you mm-hmm. find yourself in front of the familiar lighthouse door with that familiar incense smell emanating from it. Uh, you knock on the door and the, the door swings open. Um, I will make sure I have the Kinderheart in my hand since the agreement was that I would hand her the Kinderheart and the gauntlet would be put in my hand. Uh, you can never, never be too cautious with agreements with weird creatures and lighthouses, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, come in, come in. Yes, <laughs> oh, welcome. Oh, back so soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty easy. Uh, you're One back in this three. same kind of smoky, uh, I, I forget if I call it, like kind of living room-esque thing with all these knickknacks on the walls, uh, including the uh, Calamity Dick Violin that you were so <laughs> enamored, with, enamored with last time, Gwen. Uh, and uh, you hear uh, some shuffling from the other room and uh, the familiar face peeks around the corner and says, um, ah, yes, that is, that is very nice. You've brought it to me. Um, she says, give me my compass back. Okay, I'll give her the compass. As I hand it back, where does the compass point? Towards the Violin. Okay. I'll hand that back to her. She holds it and concentrates on it, and the arrow inside of it vanishes. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she pops it into a some sort of hidden bag behind her. That's pretty cool. She says, um, "Well, she says you do not seem like the trusting type from the last time that we met." So, I hand you Gauntlet first, and you hand me Kinderheart, yes? Yes. <clears throat> so she, um, the face kind of disappears, uh, and then you see uh, she uh, drops this, your Gauntlet, uh, and there's still a demon arm attached to it, but has been severed. <laughs> and she just drops it on the ground in front of you. Or hey. devil arm. <laughs> um, I will pick it up. It's mine, right? Yeah. Okay. It's got your initials will, on it and everything. <laughs> I will hand her the Kinderheart. She says, a deal agreed to and a deal made. She says, you may be on your way. Just out of curiosity, how much do you know hired devil thing? Sorry, I, I didn't hear you over the coughing. Uh, um, how much to um, know who hired the devil? 
Do you know that information? Uh, I do know that information. However, that would be a new deal. What do you have to offer? Oh, right. I hated this deal process. <laughs> You're like, never mind. I don't want to. <laughs> Can I come back later once I'm not playing this character? Yes, just come back anytime. We can work this out. <laughs> we'll add it to my backstory if I ever play this character again. <laughs> there will be one shot in future where you get vengeance. Yes? Yeah, where I actually need this information. Also, um, out of character, Nithis wants to know about that goddamn compass. Hmm. I, bet you, I bet you Nithis does. Yeah! Uh, Dang it! Okay. Um, well, well, well. Goodbye. Please uh, leave. Well, what would you what do you be what would you be wanting for the uh, calamity dick loot? She says, "What do you have to offer to me?" That's not how deals work with this lady. Uh, I have nothing worth nearly that. <laughs> then you have nothing to bargain with. We can bring you something from another plane of existence. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we can bring you something from the city of the dead god. She says, "If you." If you find something that you wish to trade for it, you can come back with it. Oh. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. <clears throat> All right so you guys leave? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, you step outside, the door shuts. Uh, what do you do? Um, <laughs> Take the do demon. You need help removing that. I like... point to the de- demon arm. Uh, do I? I? I assume I can just knock you, it off. You, right? you, you grab the gauntlet in the arm and you ugh, rough it off. <laughs> Probably I just like find an outcliff, take my gauntlet and go quack to get <laughs> just uh, yeah, it off. You, do, you just see this, yeah, this this devilish arm just uh, clearly just torn from the socket. Uh. Oh, could this arm be used to scry? I don't care about this character. Never mind. It could oh. be, and I'm sure, and I'm sure Lanith will do something with that. <laughs> Lanith will do something with it. Caitlin is not going to. All right. So, are you guys just going to plane shift from here? Um, I think so. Yeah. Do you guys need to get anything? I don't, know. I don't, I don't think so. Um, do we need to bring anything with us? That's the question. Do you want to? Bring uh, no, you? You're the uh, you would know. Um, you would know. Um, Lanith, no, you don't really need to bring anything. Um, just an open mind. <laughs> right. So you sit there with your gauntlet for 15 minutes to reattune to it. Um, after about 10 minutes, uh, the door opens. Okay. Uh, and the antiquarian uh, peeks her head out and she says, Gwyn, I would like a word with you inside. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'll okay uh, I'll be back and I walk inside if any, you need anything just scream really loud I think I, that, that was the plan <laughs> alright um, so her first attack deals 80 hit points and then her power <laughs> word kill no uh, she uh, leads you in and um, much to your surprise she holds the kinder heart out to you I kind of like, I, I kind of take it out. Like, I thought, I thought you wanted to keep this. She says, I have received a vision from a power higher than my own. 
it is for you to have. <laughs> did, did they? I, I give it to you willingly. Well, I, I appreciate the sacrifice. She says, now please leave. I do. Well, just go. Okay. <laughs> they didn't give you any hint of what they wanted me to do with it, did they? Go. All right, I leave. I do not <laughs> wish to see you any longer. All right, I will. I will beat feet fuck out of there. And I come out and I. I think we should go as quickly as we as we can. Uh, the antiquarian gave me the Kinderheart back and seemed unthrilled with that process. Can you attune and walk, Lenneth? Uh, can I? Yeah. Also, sure. I didn't realize the gauntlet had to be attuned. I've got three attunements. You unattune something. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you can unattune your war drums and then when you get back you can reattune to them when you get there unless you want to kill it onto the gauntlet for uh, well, you, well you know, the gauntlet's our way back right well you can only use the gauntlet once per day though so oh. oh okay okay so I would attune to it to do this and then take another 15 minutes to attune back to my yeah. rhythm micro strum right. okay. so, so um, do we go actually for... by the time Gwen gets back out I'll say that you're attuned to it Mm -hmm. So, um, all right. So, uh, uh, as part of the plane shift spell, you pull out your your tuning fork uh, that is attuned to the astral C. Uh, it is a perfect C sharp. As you ding it, just to verify that it is in fact uh, the tuning fork that you'd like to use. Um, and. Uh, uh, what destination do you specify? Because it's part of the spell, you have to so specify. I actually destination. read through the thing again, so I'm going to go to Janara's uh, teleportation circle because I did my homework. All right, for like thirty <laughs> seconds, <laughs> not really a lot of credit. <laughs> all right, so um, you all, uh, all of you, put your hands on the gauntlet. This is how I'm kind of flavoring this. Uh, and a, sort of a let's oh, go team. Yeah, uh, and go, then go um, <laughs> unlike unlike your transport via plant or your teleportation circle, where um, the teleportation circle you feel reality kind of like disassembling around you and rebuilding itself back up, and the transport via plants you just sort of you know just kind of feel yourself passing through the you know wood of the tree. For this, it just feels like you're hurled through like jello um, um as you find yourself as you just uh uh find yourself just kind of you see the uh you see the spot where you're standing just sort of um uh, what's the word i'm looking for just sort of lens like just sort of shrink and lens out and you just feel just yourself moving through this physical gelatiny membrane uh, and then after literally like a second, less than a second, you find yourself uh, in this bright uh, white expanse uh, on top of a teleportation circle next to this small um, uh, kind of 
hut-like structure structure on this uh, floating rock big enough for the structure, the teleportation circle, and apparently a skiff dock um, next to it. Uh, and as you guys kind of get your bearings, um, you find yourself floating slightly above the rock uh, as the rules of gravity do not work here the way they do there. Uh, uh, Lanith does a quick somersault in the air and looks for Janara. Uh, the um, Janara, this, uh, you guys see this uh, kind mm -hmm. of, um, this uh, Gith Zerai, uh, you know, with the kind of fallow sunken face and the uh, shaved head. Uh, comes out of a hut. Uh, they look pretty old for Gesserai because you know most Gesserai don't really age because they spend most of their time here. Uh, and um, she uh, says, oh, well, wasn't expecting to see you back so soon, Master Lanith. Me either. Surprise. And she says, and who are these three? They're not your they're not your your students. Uh, we could keep this between us, yeah. Well, of course, for, you know, double my fee. <laughs> What's her fee? That's like 100 gold pieces, so. Shit. So like 200 gold? Yeah. Yeah, never oh. mind. You can tell whoever you want. <laughs> I'm uh. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> A character that she'll never play again. Yeah. Hold on to that gold. I can't help it. I literally can't <laughs> help it. <laughs> I hold on to your gold. Who am I going to tell anyway, you know? Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, wow, what Fair brings enough. you? What brings you back? What brings you back so soon to the sea? Uh, they have a friend who got here <laughs> via a, a portable hole and a bag of holding in an. Oh, <laughs> oh, we get so many randos that way. <laughs> I know <laughs> it sucks. Ah, uh, well, yeah. I assume you're going to want to use the skiff again. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, she says, uh. And where where are you going? You going to the to the watchtower or the city of the dead god? City of the dead god. Also, in your notes, I'm gonna have to rename that watchtower. I didn't realize I reused that adjective. <laughs> oh, you mean for the forlorn watchtower? I was like, oh damn it! I have the forlorn peak too. They're they're apparently a pair. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, they're in very different places, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. <laughs> Uh, surrounded by the mildly upset hills. <laughs> Somebody uh, will take a look at it somewhere. I think something that's morose, you know. So you got a friend in the the dead gods. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's go. Let's go. Uh, whole day's wasting. <laughs> she laughs at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a joke because we don't have days here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she says, "Why aren't you guys? Uh, are you is it your first time here? You look uncomfortable about moving about." Yes. And then Gwen is just kind of floating in a circle. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So here's the thing. You don't walk. Uh, there is no gravity. This is all all just sort of held together by psychic duct tape. So uh, just, uh, you just think about moving and then you move. It becomes second nature after, after a bit. So if you think about turning in circles, that's all you're going to do. I'm still shaking up. I think really hard about moving forward. <laughs> uh, yeah, with your, um, uh, let's see, uh, your intelligence, friendly. Um, yeah, so you're, you got a plus two intelligence. So you, um, uh, you can move uh, 
42 feet and around here. You move a little faster than you do on that. I I try to move toward the boat and I think I kind of do a little doggy paddle. (laughs) With your minus two intelligence, uh, Gwen, you can only move 18 feet and around here. (laughs) Because I are dumb. Uh, An 88, uh, you can move um, uh, 39 feet and around. What would mine be? Lanith, yours is also 39 feet. It's three times your intelligence score. Mm. Okay. Um, so, uh, all right, y'all, y'all are getting used to that. Uh, one sec, I gotta gotta go ahead and grab my satchel. Uh, make sure I got everything. Yeah, I gotta put a tarp over the teleportation circle. You know, it's usual stuff. <laughs> so she she goes in. You hear some rummaging around, and she comes back out with a uh, handmade satchel uh, <laughs> and a large tarp that she puts over the teleportation circle. Uh, and then uh, she puts out a little sign that says uh, cursed, cursed building, don't enter. She's like, that. <laughs> I'll keep most folks away. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Chris, can you remind me, what's the name of the um, the woman who's holding this hostage? Uh, Keth, K-E-T-H. All right, I will say to Dinbora, not Dinbora, Janara. Janara. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will say to Janara as we are getting on the skiff, we need to reach the inner city of the uh, city of the dead god. Our friend Nithis is being held there by someone named Keth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, look, I... <clears throat> she looks at you, Lanith. She says, no, I'm going to need an extra hundred gold. Can you actually assist? No, I can get you to the city of the dead god, but I don't want her knowing that I brought you here. I mean, we won't say that you brought us there. She says, look, it's the risks just got a lot higher. So, um, yes, give give the gold to Janara. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what? For um, an extra hundred gold, uh, you're going to need to tell us where to go to yeah i can i can point it point it out along the way so uh mm-hmm. all right everybody good directions all right everybody will yourself over to my skiff here uh and as you get over uh there's um some little eyelets on there and she gives you all just essentially little hooks to hook yourselves to the skiff so that you don't fall out what does lanith know about kev probably nothing right yeah you're not really well versed in the politics of the of the inner city of the city of the dead god so yeah so janara what do we need to know about this person keth uh she's one of the five uh five crime bosses that runs the entire inner city and uh, is responsible for you know a lot of bad things uh, both there and then elsewhere in the uh in the astral sea uh her, her influence uh tendrils well beyond the city of the dead god uh, the watchtower and and beyond. I mean, she's she's not somebody you want on your bad list. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Would it oh, be uh, hiring somebody in the city as a local guide to show us around and protect us? <laughs> if, you, if you're grinding up against Kath, I don't think there's a person in that city that I'll take it on against her. Great. Right. My You're team. on your own, and I wouldn't go around asking either. Fair. 
You don't want to. You don't want to just. Probably knows that's what got Nithis in this problem. You just don't want to go into the inner city and start asking around for people. That's just going to be a one-way ticket to bad things. So. <laughs> All right. No, that's fair. That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> a lesson everyone has learned. Not that they really needed to learn, but definitely learned vicariously. <laughs> right. Who was the person that was Nithis? Wasn't looking for Keth. She's looking for Mara. Oh, okay. oh, that's right. She found her. She did. Not nice, but did find her. Um, you said that <laughs> Keth is one of five crime bosses that run the inner city. Mm-hmm. Are the other crime bosses? Are there hostile hostile relationships between her cartel and the others? Uh, she says they no they they they've got everything sliced up pretty well. They've you know when you've been when you've been at it for over a thousand years, uh, you know you don't let petty things like territory and influence mess with you. I mean, if you could, I know you're from the material plane, so this might not sink in well for you. But uh, if you could live forever, why would you why would you risk that by doing something that would kill you? So, yeah, I don't know that they would be, I mean, I wouldn't approach the other crime bosses. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't trust any of them as far as you could throw them anyway, so. Maybe yeah. now wonders how far you could throw somebody in this way. Yeah. <laughs> if you throw somebody, would they just float off forever? Well, they would will themselves to stop moving and unless you killed them. Now, if you killed somebody... Throw them. them out and then do them by the time they come back. They oh, they would be anywhere. however far. Yeah, I mean, they, they would keep going until they woke up. Okay. That's, you know, your friends have lots of weird questions here, Lanitha. It's a weird bunch you brought. I know. They weren't trained at the spire. They're, they're tourists on a rescue mission. <laughs> Just for our knowledge, who are the other four crime bosses? Well, let me tell you all about them. And as she starts to list them off, we go on to Nithis. Nithis. It's been another day. You, you and Mara have finished the <clears throat> latest Sudoku puzzle that 88 has given you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when uh, after, after like, you know, who knows how long because every there's no time here as far as like days or hunger or anything to kind of mark the passage mm-hmm. um, you look over uh and notice something weird mara appears to be asleep has that happened yet no and you have not felt the need to sleep here a poker a little uh she doesn't wake up um you hear a voice behind you say, yeah, she's not going to wake up till I let her wake up. Who is it? Uh, it's, you turn around and you see Keth there. Ew. <laughs> What's up? She says, uh, the firebolts are a nice touch. <laughs> I'm really bored. She says, the, having your Having your summoned beast scout around my mansion. I don't know. I mean, we are distantly related. Did you expect me to just sit here and behave well the whole time while you? I'd be disappointed if you did. Okay, good. 
just want to make sure we've got the right expectations. She says, have a seat. Let's palaver. Let's what? Let's let's discuss. Okay. Um, just just one thing, and I, I poke. Does my hand just go through her? No. Oh. <sighs> I've been here every time. I don't know why you would think otherwise. The first time she said she was see-through. No, maybe that time. If I said that, then a few months. Okay. <laughs> so she's actually physically here. She's physically physically here, yeah. Lana, Nithis doesn't make a stupid decision, but it takes her a couple of decisions <laughs> to come to that decision. She says, you can try it. You, you can, I'll even let you get a shot in, she says. But <laughs> literally with the word, I can kill you. Oh, good. <laughs> Nithis pees herself just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. She says, okay. she says, don't forget, I am as psychic as you are. Probably more so, because I haven't been diluted over the generations like you have. Oh, rude. Okay. Gosh. Gross. We we had like a half a second of a, a little bit of camaraderie, and then you know, we did that. Have a seat. Ugh. I sit down sullenly. She sits. She sits across from you, cross-legged. She says, um, "Well, I appreciate your patience. I had other matters to attend to." Thanks for calling me patient. <laughs> she says. Um, she says, as you can see, there is no escape from this room. She says, um, but I don't wish you to think that I bear you any ill will or that I want to kill you or anything to that effect. If I wanted to kill you, like I said, I would have done so. I mean, it's more the ill will thing. You were real salty the first time we talked. Real salty. <laughs> um, she says, you have brought Dusk Manor out of torpor. Yes. She says, so... The power still runs through your line, descendant of Nith. Very deluded. <laughs> this isn't going anywhere good for me. <laughs> she says, I, all I want is simple. <clears throat> I know that you can't give me the ring because you do not possess it. Mm -hmm. She says, but I want Dusk Manor. I need to think about it. She says, and while you're thinking about it, there's one more thing. She says, the heart in the basement, I need you to release it. Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> she says, it won't be in your plane for long. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? That's my concern. I mean, it's a little bit my concern because it's kind of my responsibility. And also- it was, it was your ancestor's responsibility. It was not something you chose. You were not piously worshiping dead gods. 
You stumbled upon it by chance. <laughs> she says, you claim it was a teleportation accident, but your entity you've bargained with brought you there. No doubt in an attempt to lure you into some sort of pact with it. Do I have a pact with Enigma? Yes? Okay. It's certainly not not a pact. <laughs> <laughs> it's says, certainly and, not not a pact. Okay, yep. She says, she says, and while you may have made friends with the locals there, she says, there's other towns, there's other manners. Hmm. Anything else on your list of demands? I'll even let you keep the butler. Yeah, you especially can't have my butler. She says, wouldn't dream of it. And she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a bow tie that she hands you. I take said bow tie. <laughs> So, just a reminder, with a word I can kill you, and um, all you need to do is sign over Dusk Matter to me legally. That's all it takes. I need to think about it. I give you a day. And then I'll have my answer one way or the other. And perhaps, if not you, then some other descendant of Nith. You have a sister, yes? A father? Think about it. And she gets up and vanishes. <clears throat> Mara peeks open an eye and says, that bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> that bitch did not. Oh, she did. Oh, she did. She did it all. Mm-hmm. So, did you hear all of that? Yeah, I was, I was pretending. I, I'm immune to sleep uh, conditions, okay. uh, but I, I could feel her casting it on me. Yeah. So, like, I mean, she obviously can hear ev- and say hear everything we're saying and talking about it. Almost her. certainly, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a day. Um, I mean, can I tell what a day is? Really, the only way I've been able to tell time is when 88's been messaging me. Yeah, right? you, it's hard to tell. Like, you, she yeah. says, um, uh, Maris, like, well, fortunately, time moves here at the same speed as it does on Earth. So it's not like some sort of fate trickery. Okay. Well, I guess we just have to wait until 88 can contact me again. Because um, I have to speak aloud my messages to 88, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's not like that's a secret. Um, she points to her forehead. Okay, I'll mind link with her. She says, um, it's possible that she can read our thoughts, but only if she's actively doing it. Um, hopefully, hopefully she's distracted at the moment. Hopefully. She says, um, what sort of spells do you know? I've, I've got a pretty good feeling about Mara, right? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, so far you can roll an insight if you want. Um, hold on. I have to bring up a different character sheet. <laughs> One second. Cause it's been a hot minute since I've been Nithis. <clears throat> um, spell wise, um, I got like, I'm just going to, I guess, give her my top my four highest ones, Synaptic Static, Teleportation Circle, Chain Lightning, Tasha's Otherworldly Guys. Um, she says, what sort of elemental stuff do you have? Mm, I got some lightning. I got a lot of psychic. Um, I got some thunder. That was an old favorite. Oldie but goodie. I got a fireball. Let's see here. Well, I got a chromatic orb. You can make a mess with mm. that. She says... Um, Good. We should get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we should. Do you have an idea how to do that? Because we've been here for a few days now, Mara. She says, yes, uh, it's risky. Um, she says, um, and I'm not 100% sure it'll work, but uh, clearly the stakes just got a lot higher. Yeah. Um, just, just as an aside, are you going planning on staying on the astral plane or... With her on my bad side? No, fuck no. I'm going to go anywhere but here. Yeah. Also, do you, she probably is just like, whatever, I want to go to the material plane, so I'm going to go to the material plane. Yeah, she, I, I doubt it's much of, an, uh, of a trifle for her to, to go. Because she got my butler and I'm real pissed off about that. And then she threatened my family and I kind of want to kill her a lot now. I don't think you can. I know. That whole kill you with the word that's <sighs> unsettling but um at least not now mm -hmm. um she says what all right a group of five intrepid adventures <laughs> she says only if the circumstances were very right and you didn't mind if one of you one or two of you died <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay <laughs> put that in perspective okie doke <laughs> we can fix that <laughs> all right she says what i need you to do she says is to summon your shadow cat outside mm -hmm. um she says um and then uh she pulls uh she summons a magical rope mm -hmm. she says and i need you to have tie have it tie that to it okay um do uh, I need the summon aberration or will my hellhound do? Your, that, that is your hellhound. Because the think, summon aberration is stronger. Uh, we just decided that the summon aberration is your summoning your shadow cat, so your hellhound. Oh, so I don't, do I just not need to have that spell anymore? Because um, the spell we'll, we'll, is. We'll circle back weird. around to it, but yeah, okay. it'll be strong enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, and she says, uh, all right, so what we need to do, she says, do your normal firebolt thing, summon the cat. It'll look less suspicious that way. Mm -hmm. She says, uh, we're going to tie the, the rope to the cat, the cat to the bars. She says, and then we're going to have about, I'm going to guess if she's watching or having somebody watch, we've maybe got six, 12, 18 seconds uh, to do this. She says, um, she says, I'm going to freeze the bars. She says, and I need you to flame the bars. Okay. Uh, she says, but before you do that, she says, I need you to coat them in acid. 
Okay. Um, so I'll use chromatic orb to coat them in acid. Yes. We'll freeze them and then fire them. And she says, and then have your cat pull. She mm-hmm. says the acid, uh, the acid should start the corrosion process. She says, then freezing and firing them, she says, should make them very brittle. Uh, she says, maybe it might not work and we might die. Okay. I'm down. I'm down to clown. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and she says, and this is the important thing. Once we get out, hold on to me. All right. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, you uh, kind of get, you know, get ready. Maybe your fireball, summon your shadow cat. Um, she, uh, as her, using a mage hand, kind of, you know, quickly throws the rope out, hoping nobody notices, and then mage hands it tied to the shadow cat and the bars. And I'm just using firebolt because I'm yeah. mad because mm-hmm. that's a that's a a cantrip. So I'm just like throwing it out in the air because I'm pissed off. All right. Um, so uh, I just need you to make me a deception check. Okay. Oh boy. Deception. I'm pretty good at that. Eh, 22. Good roll. Mm-hmm. That will determine how long you get before. <laughs> how convincing is my shit fit right now? Because yeah. I'm pissed about this bitch. It's not ingenuine. All right. So um, so you firebolt, firebolt, and then without even breaking stride, chromatic orb, the bar is in firebolt, firebolt. Uh, nice. And uh, Mara just gives you like a nice nod. Uh, uh, and uh, she um, just uh, reaches her hand near, th- near them uh, and the bars cover with ice. Uh, and she says, all right, something big. And is that when I do the firebolt or fireball? She, sa- she says, uh, if you got a fireball, she says, Cast it the best you can cast it. Okay, I'll go ahead and cast Fireball. What level? Um, <clears throat> so this is what she meant when we're going to die. <laughs> I mean, I can cast it at a level five if necessary. Do I feel like it's necessary? Don't you? Can't you cast it at level six? I can, but I only have one level six spell. Uh, she says, if you can, she says, if that's the best you can do, well, it'll just have to do, she says. Uh, okay. But our odds are better if. Sixth level then. All right. <clears throat> that's a lot of fucking fireball. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Um, Nine, ten. That's 11 D8, sir. Um, so, uh, or D6. D6, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, so she says, um, she gives she gives you the nod and she says once once that explodes she says command your cat to pull, and if we've done enough, we will we'll be out of here. And if we haven't, then good luck next time. Good luck next time. <laughs> All right. So you uh, you kind of firebolt firebolt and then just a little moat of red, familiar that's something you haven't seen in a while. Uh, and then just the explosion of fire, uh, and your cat starts to pull. Roll me the most important fireball damage of your life. Yes. All right. I said 11, right? Mm-hmm. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
Oh, and um, an enigma. You feel enigma. Uh, he gives you one more level of spell. <clears throat> oh, nice. Okay, so thirty-one plus one. Thanks, enigma. Thirty-two. <laughs> it's kind of a low score for a six-level spell. All right. Um, uh, so you you cast it. The explosion happens. Your shadow cat starts to pull. Uh, at first, the metal bars nothing uh but after a moment suddenly they just sort of groan and pop out uh and uh mara kind of grabs you uh and you two fly out the window uh and right as you do you see um a bunch of people appear in the room you were just in uh and then mara grabs you uh and uh, you feel the sensation of being pulled through jello as you leave the astral sea. how we also didn't check <laughs> before we moved planes so oh jesus I, I can imagine chris just thinking well i wonder if they're gonna check <laughs> um, um so um uh nithis um you uh find yourself uh uh, just uh, outside. Um, uh, you see kind of a mountain looming in the distance that you don't recognize, but things feel normal. Um, I do a little tap dance. Is my feet working the way my feet yeah. should? Um, Mara says, uh, do you have anywhere we can go that you can prevent scrying? Because uh, if so, we should get there like 12 seconds ago oh can i um yeah so i'll i'm worried um wait okay this is me this is caitlin thinking not knit this um keth has been to my house right clearly yes yeah do i know anywhere else with an anti-scry room uh Try now. I'm trying to remember. Anybody else play along? Uh, <laughs> play along at home, everybody. Were the other teleportation circles that she knew? They were just teleportation circles, yeah. not anti That's um, right. It's mm. only inside the house. Yeah. yeah. Um. Shit. No, I don't. I know the house that she wants desperately uh, has an anti-scry room, but she really wants that house. She says, um, does she think, does she know that you'll go there? I mean, I don't have anywhere else to go. She says, well, <clears throat> let's, she says, let's at least regroup there. Okay. Um, so I'll get ready to cast teleportation circle. I will take out the bow tie. Is it mm -hmm. actually Blair's bow tie? It looks just like his, yeah. Okay. But it's not working? There's no Blair. Okay, doke. Um, let's go teleportation circle to my house. All right. So you um, 
you very quickly draw the circle out, uh, reality melts away, uh, and you find yourself in your basement. Uh, and uh, you see the bow tie kind of pop out of your hand and onto a uh, uh, form. Blair says, intruders in the house, intruders in the house. Oh, um, oh, yeah. ma uh, Master Nithis, um, <sighs> you, you've had no new letters or packages since the last time you were here, but there's been intruders in the house. Yes, so we, we go up the stairs um, and uh, go towards the anti-scry room. And I tell Blair, you're about to be um, non-magic, but we're going in this room. Who was here? Was it a Gith Zerai? Some really old woman um, who claimed to have known Master Nith. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember that far back, unfortunately, so I can't verify her claims. I'm, I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'll take the bow tie and we'll go in the anti-scry room. All right. Now what? She says, um, well, now we figure out what the fuck we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. I can't um, use my sending stone in this room, can I? No, and it also doesn't go to other planes anyway. I don't know they're on another plane um, though. So Nina's wants to use that stone. <laughs> I mean, she could you could pop out and use it for a second, she says. I mean, it's not like she's gonna be scrying on you every second of the day. She says we should just limit our time out there. Uh, she says, also, this is a hidden room. Do you think she found it? Um, did we reset any of the hidden rooms? I mean, it's it was it they're easy to rehide, yeah. Okay. Um, well, hell, I don't know if she would have found it or not. She says, all right, well, maybe we'll have that on our side. Um, so yeah, I'll pop out and be like, 88, I'm here. I made it back to the material <coughs> plane. There's no response. Motherfucker. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please hang up. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, shit. Um. Uh, let's see. Who else do you have? Uh, the only other person that you have uh, added to your sending stone is Lucia, I think. Oh, yeah. And Blair has a sending stone. Right. So, okay, wait, let me, I'm going to pat back in the room while I think here. Mm -hmm. She came and she stole Blair's bow tie. Um, can Blair make himself poof and poof with his bow tie so that he's hidden? Um, you'd have to ask him. Okay. Okay. And then Lucia, I've got to contact it with her too. Okay. Um, is Lucia connected to Blair's sending stone? Uh, yeah, I, I would say probably. Okay. All right. So um, I'm going to go out of the room and mm -hmm. bring Blair up and I'm going to tell him, you keep your sending stone open and see if you hear from 88 or anybody else. But if anyone comes into this house, you disappear. So hide yourself in a drawer or something so that your bow tie cannot be found because your bow tie was given to me by the evil oh, old lady. Um, well, yes, that's what I wanted to say. The, um, the intruder uh, asked me all sorts of questions, but I did not answer any of them. What questions did she ask you? She wanted to know the layout <laughs> of the house. She wanted to know... How long you'd been here? She wanted to know what you had found. She wanted to know where you'd been, who your friends were, yeah. those sort of things. Uh, but you'll be happy to know, Master Nithis, uh, <laughs> that I answered none of her questions because my allegiance is to you. I do appreciate that. Um, so can you hide yourself like I was talking about? I can certainly go in a place where it'd be hard to get to me. Yes. Don't appear for anyone but me. Um, keep your sending stone out and con let me know if um, 88 or anybody contacts you 
um, and also ask Lucia to come over. Okay. And I'll slide back into the hidden room. <laughs> what time of day is it? <laughs> uh, she's here. It's about midday, a little after. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. So we're just finishing up at the tree. What's that? We're just finishing up with the tree. No, no. This is, she's, it's literally like, it, so I guess late afternoon. It's literally like uh, moments that you guys maybe just plane shifted away, like. Literally. half hour half hour hour ago yeah no, I, I was more thinking of you're asking lucia to come over and the sun's up oh uh, right yeah well i mean within reason obviously <laughs> um when she gets here <laughs> um all right uh so uh after about an hour uh you hear a knock on the hidden door and blair says um uh, lucia's here she's a uh, very grumpy looking um but she's here. Uh, cool. Can Lucia could probably come into the hidden room, right? Yeah, it's yeah. She's not magic. Okay. Uh, come into my super hidden room. Don't tell anybody. She says, "Oh yeah." She says, uh, "She I says I, your 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 ancestor showed this to me." She says, uh, "Hold on, I gotta That's get so over me." <laughs> um, oh no, I gotta get, I gotta get. It. It's been so long since I've done Lucia. Let me get her voice back. <clears throat> You got oh, any yeah. trouble being too trusting. Come. She says, <laughs> she says um, Blair, Blair told me you had some sort of emergency uh, and that it couldn't wait till the break of night. Yeah, so um, you know how you knew my ancestor, Nitharan? She says, yes. Do you, did you know that she had an ancestor named Nith? Uh, she says, I was not aware of that, no. Well, I fucking hate sharing this. Well, There's this a Githzerai after me, and her name is Keth. <laughs> okay, well, you know, who hasn't had their share of, you know, Githzerai after them at one point or another, darling? That's, that just means you're making it. <laughs> let, me, let me just put it this way. She's way older than you are, by a lot. Oh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Believe me, it's not. She's on the astral plane, which I just got done visiting through no choice of my own. Oh, I've never been. I hear it's bland. Yeah, it sucked in a lot of ways. Um, But, you know, I got there, did my thing and was immediately in prison because, you know, it's what you do when you're Mm -hmm. honest, get thrown in jail. Okay, so you've got a you've got a, a githzerai after you named Keth, uh, very old. I'm assuming very powerful then, or you wouldn't be calling me over here during the day if it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she real mad about this house, and she wants it for reasons. Hmm. And let me just tell you, it would be bad for everyone in every iteration of life if she got this house. So bad so bad good to know i'm trusting um, you here Lucia. <laughs> I really she am. says so what do you need me to do what can i do to help you i'm not sure where to go at this point because she's really fucking powerful like kill you with the word powerful um she says why are the others i don't know <laughs> I messaged them on the sending stone and they haven't gotten back to me. 
<laughs> she says, oh, um, she says, uh, well, uh, could be that they don't want to answer. Uh, could be that they're dead um, or undead. Uh, or they could be on another plane of existence. She says, were they headed I mean, to the... At this point, I put it together, right? If they're not answering, they're probably... Well, they did say they were very close to the end of their... Yeah. Son of a bitch. Um, they're probably on the astral plane trying to get me off of the astral plane. Oh, well, that's not hard to deal with. Um, not? No, of course not. Uh, hello, 88. This is Lucia Frostcloak. She yes! says, assuming she steps out. Uh, of oh, wait, wait. First. Was her last name Frostcloak? Hold on. I have no I idea. I think I might be confusing her with uh, Lucy. I was confusing her with a NPC. Yeah. Campaign one. My name like, is <laughs> Lucia Vosmus. Vosmus. Hello, 88. This is Lucia Vosmus, your vampire friend on the material plane. <laughs> I'm here at Dusk Manor with Nithis, and she would very much like it if you could join her. You may respond. Uh, and so, um, and so, uh, Gennaro's like, well, and then there's uh, and then there's Redanos. Redanos is the third of the crime lords. Now, his ga- his his grift is uh, he, he's run- he's the one that runs most of the drugs down there, you know. But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? And then you get that message. <laughs> can a can a warforged show chagrin on their face? <laughs> no. <laughs> But you do hear. Thank you, Lucia. <laughs> Please let her no. know we will return as soon as possible. Well, my name's Janara. Anyway, so Redanas, he's all up in you know, his drug. Yes? Mythos has returned to the material plane. Oh, wow. Of course he has. <laughs> I'm super glad we didn't <laughs> go to any trouble trying to get her out of jail. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you got a super powerful <laughs> magical item out of it. Can we turn around and return to your home, Janara? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy to happen to do so. And may I ask a small question for clarification about mm-hmm. what you have told us thus far? The crime boss Kalarnali, is her companion an actual badger? No. No. No, no that's the, he's joking. He's joking. <laughs> no. I love I love you all too much. <laughs> also, I, I, I they got away. They I'm, got I'm, away. Pr- I'm pretty sure that uh, Caitlin in real life would shank me. So <laughs> He does have to think about my reactions because I do visit his house multiple times a week. <laughs> uh, I, I know what happened to Clarnally and Badger, so. Um, Someday. Just gonna keep that for yourself. Someday. Janara <laughs> uh, uh, says, all right, well, uh, turning around. So he turns the skiff around. So we don't need to be here then? No. No, we should return to the material plane as soon as possible. Okay. Well, that'll be a long rest, right, Chris? Yeah. 
Well, I'm very glad we didn't have to fight a otherworldly crime boss. That sounds bad. The narrator said, little did he know. Yeah. <laughs> She's there waiting for us. Oh, and not, at least not today or whatever passes for day in this weird place. Um, so Janara turns around and says, uh, well, so you're, you got your gauntlet there. You just used it, right? So you can't... Huh? She slipped in the weird... <laughs> Y'all used... Oh, damn it. <laughs> I had it earlier, and she's not Southern. Uh, she's she more... has been swinging real Southern. I up. know. I know. She's, <laughs> she's far more... Yes, yes, yes. Come on around. Come on around. All right, all right. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's it. Uh, she says... Mm-hmm. Um, so you just used your gauntlet, right? So you're you're not going to be able to get back anytime soon. Uh-huh. She says, unless you know, unless I take you back. How much that cost? Uh, she says, uh, well, uh, how about uh, four? Yeah. So how about uh, five hundred gold pieces? Done. <laughs> Lanith is done <laughs> caring about her funds. <laughs> uh, she says, where do you want me to take y'all? Uh, secret whatever house the in the middle of the, of the woods. <laughs> whatever the name of the town that uh, Lanneth came from. Yeah. Well, I mean, 88, you have the teleportation circle memorized for Dust Manor, don't you? Probably all. <laughs> you probably all do, yeah. I figure we can drop Lanneth off at her house and then walk through a tree to get back to Dust Manor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You take Lanneth with us and watch the teleport two characters in the same room for a little while. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is not going to end well for anybody. This session is just going to be Caitlin talking to herself. It's just going to be Caitlin times two, and I'm already a lot to fucking handle. So let's right. just not go there. All right. So you uh, you flip back on the skiff, uh, and um, you uh, uh, get back to Janara's little hut. Well, all right. Here we go. And after you pay her, uh, she, you feel that same jello pull as you uh, find yourself um, on a hilltop overlooking Corander. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Well, now we can say we've been to another plane. Yeah, that's true. Oh, she says, oh, the time here. How do you all, how do you all stand this? We just don't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> So I can feel my cells aging. I'm out of here. Thanks, Janora. Thanks for the lift. Bye. Yeah. Sorry to bother you. Well, you got money out of it. Yeah. Well, and I'm. I'm. It's funny that your trip to the astral plane was literally moments long, but I do appreciate your help getting my gauntlet back. I'm gonna go figure out why the fuck it was stolen from me. Good yeah. are you? <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> See you around. She'll start <laughs> drumming as she walks away from this hot mess. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on Lana. Wee! Bye, forever. Series wrap on Lana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so do you tree stride back to Dusk Manor? Let me see if I. Oh, I don't think I can. We, we just did to get to the end. Oh, you've only got one a day, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, Lannis. <laughs> well, hold on. You would know you that ahead of time. On your couch. Did you actually want to? That's, that's fine. We can stay the night here. And then well, I was going to say, because you would know that ahead of time, did you actually want to go to Dusk Manor and then get uh, Lannis well, home the next day? No, hold on. Because Lannis has teleportation circle. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Give me a hot second here. I got to load back into that character. <laughs> yeah, but would Nithis be happy about <laughs> someone knowing her? I mean, you you have to spend time memorizing it. Oh nope, she doesn't. I was wrong. Okay. Hey, Landis, can I take an eight-hour nap on your couch? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, yes. <laughs> well, and I mean, also you could, yeah, Landis could just disappear into the background too if you guys want to go to Dusk Manor first. <clears throat> no, we already did it. <laughs> all right so you guys um uh is, is see if your friends can get us that beer oh, there you oh go. yeah is uh is what her what's her name back here yet um Be- a best yeah Bess? oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> collect your beer from them because you'll never have another chance and then tomorrow yes. morning now that we're back on the uh material plane i will cast Sending. Why cast it when you got the stone? You can use. Your I will use stone. my sending stone that I always forget that I have. Get <laughs> <laughs> this. This is eighty-eight. Can you um, hear me? Uh, Blair answers. Um, says, "Oh, um, hello, Master Eighty-Eight. Uh, Nithis is currently in an anti-magic room and has given me her sending stone. Uh, we have returned from the astral plane and should return to Dusk Manor tomorrow. Uh, well, uh, would you like to talk to her? I could go get her." Sure, thank you. All right, so Nithis, um, you're knocking the door, and uh, Blair says, uh, "It's uh, 88 on the on the stone." <laughs> so um, I will step out. <clears throat> um, hi. Hello. Are you um, unharmed? Uh, at the moment, unharmed. Yes. Very worried about the um, ancient being that might be wanting to kill me. That is a legitimate concern. <laughs> yeah. I, we blew up her prison and ran away. And I'm pretty sure she can scry me. She's definitely been to Dusk Manor. So I'm going to spend the night in this anti-magic room. And maybe with a good night's sleep, we'll have a better plan. Are you and Blair alone in the manor? Uh, no, I brought a friend. Her name is Mara. And I also called Lucia because I'm a little unsettled. Yes, Lucia let, let us know that you had returned to the material plane. That is I why call, we came back as well. Uh, Lucia picks up her sending stone and, and joins the call. Call. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, "She says the sun's getting ready to set, and uh, I'm going to have my uh, my children watch over the house this evening." Thank you, Lucia. Cool. She says, "I'll be next to Nithis to make sure that no harm comes to her." Ooh. If you guys are in a city, how much would it cost to pick up some anti-scry ambulance? Hey. We can check and see if they are available here. Me not being able to be found, a real good idea right now. (laughs) I think Brindley also has one. I do have one. Uh, All right. So um, uh, in Corander, um, uh, you all... uh, have you all actually seek out Bess and find her? She's surprised to see you, but happy and buys you all a round of drinks. Uh, 
her, Alita, and Wendy. Uh, you know, just uh, chat with you all about uh, you know the um, the fight, how crazy that was, and, and then on to other more pleasant things. Um, um, overnight, Nithis, I imagine it's probably hard to rest. <laughs> Um, and uh, uh, at one point Lucia says uh, hey uh, be very quiet and um, uh, you hear um, the door to Dusk Manor open and footsteps walking through it the sound of vampires being ripped limb from limb. <laughs> um, uh, you hear the footsteps move methodically through the house, occasionally knocking on the walls. Um, <clears throat> you hear them go upstairs. Uh, oh, actually, I can put up the... It's been a while. I'll put up the Dusk Manor map so, you can, so I can terrorize you more effectively. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I live in the same city as you, sir. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so uh, you hear you hear um, the person just slowly walking around upstairs. You hear them in the study above the room you're in. You hear them enter the library. Uh, they walk back downstairs um, and. Uh, Enter the conservatory behind which the fire behind the fireplace of which the anti magic room is in. Uh, you hear them walk around, knock on the fireplace, and then keep walking. Uh, you hear uh, the footsteps go into the ballroom, and then back out to the foyer. <clears throat> And then you hear a voice say, that's not Katz. Uh, she's not in here. At least I could find. Uh, and uh, you hear Katz's voice say, clever girl. She wouldn't run here. We'll find her. She says, come back over here and we'll leave. And uh, the door shuts. Um, and Lucia whispers to you. She says, I've told my children not to attack. She says, there's two of them. She says, one of them is standing outside the property line like we used to. Oh. I do not think it is a ruse for her. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, all right, they just vanished. Whew. You know what makes me a real clever girl? Hmm. The fact that I did come here and got away with it. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> um, motherfucker. Uh, Blair, um, Blair knocks in the door. He says, um, there were intruders. I hid, like you said. Uh, Fantastic. He says, the one that interrogated me earlier was uh, looking around. I, I kept out of their sight. Good. What did they look like? Um, uh, both Lucia and uh, her children and Blair are able to give you descriptions. So uh, an older Geth, 
uh, gith, um, uh, kind of similar to what um, Keth looks like, but uh, younger, um, mm. probably related. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, probably not related, actually. Yeah, that was a very important reason for that. Um, probably not related? Yeah, another gift. Sorry, that was a uh, slip, but... Okay. Uh, but yeah, older, but not, you know, hardened. They've got some scars, probably a member of the crime family of some sort. Okay. Um, holy shit. Um, Lu- Lucia says, I still recommend you stay in this room until, uh, until we can get you some sort of anti-scrying amulet. How's Mara doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mara's She's, I mean, she's been quiet. She's like, I'm glad we escaped, but I still kind of feel like I'm in a prison. Yeah, feel that, feel that. Um, she says, I asked but, them to get an anti-scry for you too, so hopefully they'll have one. She says, um, well, that's good. Does Keth, she says, I don't think Keth knows what your friends look like, does she? I don't think so. So hopefully she can't scry in them. Well, she says we should get some rest, just in case. Mm-hmm. Lucia says, "Don't worry, I'll watch over the lot of you." With the time difference, is it earlier in Coriander or later? <clears throat> uh, it is uh, later. Okay, so that's probably not open. Any places that would be selling us dry amulets no. to find any. Um, however. Uh, the next morning, you all wake up with your spell slots back. Um, Yay! Uh, anti scramulets, I believe, are um, uncommon items, correct? Yep. Uh, and so I believe, I think I set the price for yours, Brenly, at 250 So that's probably about right for this. Okay. Can we find two of them in Corander? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're pretty, they're a pretty common item. People like their privacy. A pretty <laughs> common, uncommon item. <laughs> nice. We should buy two of them. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Um, I forgot how to long rest on the website. Uh, you click the. Um, oh, there it is. I found it. Up bar here. All right. So, um, uh, yeah. So, I assume after that you uh, transport via plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, say goodbye to Lana. <laughs> Bye, Lana. Thanks for breakfast. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you walk through a tree and back into a very familiar tree in near Dusk Manor. It's the one that you built your fort in. Oh yeah, cool. that's nice. Um, Gonna. And, uh, and as you walk up, uh, you actually see um, just the uh, like, like you see that there's been trees cleared out, uh, kind of like because um, <laughs> last time you saw Lucia, she said she'd build you a road, and it looks yeah. like the work has started on that. Oh nice. Um, no my trees <laughs> um this has been a heavy tree death episode yeah <laughs> um and so you all walk back into dusk manor which looks effectively the same as it did before uh and, and into the conservatory into the anti-magic room where you're able to hand the amulets over to uh mara and nithis uh and so just, yeah, what's that scene like? Uh, y'all seeing each other again. 
I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. So listen, I just remember somebody giving me a lot of shit when I had disappeared onto another plane and then came back with a nasty person coming after me. And I just want to say that I'm thinking it, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but when you look over at me, like, you'll know. And I hand her the, uh, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the anti-strife. Wait, I'm getting and our that... adventures mixed up. Which one is this? Well, when you pissed off the thing, yeah. Yes. Well. Nithis just goes, I know. My, my goal is to get each of you an enemy on a different plane by the end of the campaign. <laughs> I mean, you're two for two, two for four at this point. Shit. Um, arguably three with Gwen and Micaias. But... Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and well, so, I'm a double threat because I have Enigma too. <laughs> and so, He's as an enemy, though, he's your friend. Not yet. <laughs> uh, so, you and Mara attune to your amulets. Um, and, oh, I gotta uh, drop some, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you well, you can worry about that in a week ahead or two yeah. weeks ahead. Um, oh, we'll yeah. be playing for two weeks, uh, probably. Um, and so uh, Blair says, um, "Well, um, I hope it's not too forward, but I've made breakfast for everybody." Uh, <laughs> Good, thanks, um, Blair. I have uh, missed your breakfast. Uh, and um, hello, um, Ma- Mara. Yes, uh, yes. I hopefully, uh, if you have any dietary concerns, you should let me know. <laughs> I says I'll eat I'll eat anything I'm not used to it, but if I have to do it here, I'll do it. There's pretty good at addressing dietary concerns. All right. So um a lot of you uh go into the um great hall. Uh the windows are drawn so that Lucia can join you. Uh and uh you, Lucia, Mara, and a lot of you have um breakfast together. And that is where we'll end the session this week. Nice. Yay. Well, that happened. <laughs> Certainly did. It did, yes. Oh god, that's hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 